We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Uh, chat to fight uh, or a challenge on the head-to-heads and all that. But what it all depends. I'm, I'm in a good mood these days today. Today, I'm in a great mood. So, Why? I mean, I had a good night yesterday, so I've got... Mm. A, Baseball's been rough start, and uh, I'm finally back in the swing of things here, so I feel good. I'm miserable. I'm not well, we're going to change that. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see if we change that. All right, pal, let's get into this thing. Start with the starting pitch. I'm just going to tell you off the bat, doing my own work. I love the Dodgers and the Nats stack tonight. Your highest uh, price pitcher on Yahoo is Steven Strasburg, of course, of the Nationals going up against an anemic San Francisco offense. I think there's some nice pivots there in tournaments. I'm not going to pay up for Strasburg. Uh, give me your thoughts on the chosen one. Um, yeah. So at pitcher, I mean, Yahoo is usually all about the pitching, right? And it's they've, so they've changed their scoring system a little bit this season to increase some of the batter production up, but it's really not that big of a difference. So it still comes down to the pitching first. Um, which has been kind of tough so far this year. You know, we've seen some of these really good aces not do what we're normally expected to. Home runs are up. Um, strikeouts are up as well this year. So we kind of want to put our faith in. I'm usually always looking for the high strikeout upside arms. Um, and with Yahoo, especially for the cash games, I'm usually just trying to do the two best that I can fit in. As long as I feel somewhat good about my bats, um, some slates, it changes on depending on the pricing and whatnot. But I think tonight it's pretty easy to fit in these high-priced bats. So, I mean, uh, I mean these high-priced pitchers. So um, that's where I'll be looking to first. Um, it comes down to Strasburg and Glasnow um, as the two top studs, and I think it's pretty easy to just fit both of them in. But both um, of them. yeah, but if I had to take, uh, if I had to prefer one or over the other, I'm just a sucker for strikeouts, and uh, I just. I just believe in glass now and I'm going to be under, you know, trying to go against this Baltimore offense. Yeah. They've overperformed a little bit in the beginning and yeah, they, my uh, Red Sox gave up a home run to Chris Davis. That, I mean, that was just the worst thing I've ever seen. Yeah, he's been hitting the ball hard. Don't oh, knock. Yeah. Chris he's Davis. back. He's an MVP, MVP contention. Oh, he went over 51, but the last four games he was hitting well, like after he went over 40, he started hitting the ball hard. Uh, he he may have juiced up a little bit, but no, he's uh, he got a matchup with the Red Sox, who are just in shambles right now. So uh, that that helped him out a little bit. But regardless, um, Glass now is my stud. Um, I feel the most comfortable with him. I do worry about pitch count. Yes, his walks 
um, are have pretty much been non-existent this year. Um, mm -hmm. And it looks, and I believe in that. Now, will is it going to stay this this pretty and clean so far? Probably not, right? Like he's always had a problem with it. I think he's made probably made some corrections. I believe in the the Rays coaching staff and the organization. Um, and so I think that these changes are real. I think they completely fleeced the Pirates in that trade for uh, Meadows and Glasnow together for Archer. And, uh, you know, in this park against this high strikeout anemic, what should be anemic offense or from a talent standpoint as Baltimore, um, I, I love Glasnow tonight. I use the mobile side. I love mobile lineup HQ. Now it doesn't have Yahoo on it. So what I just click on Glasnow, right? Um, yep. And I've clicked on him. It's wonderful. How do I get him over oh, here? Do you want to put him in your lineup? Hit yeah. um you gotta scroll over. So if you, I recommend lock you it up, scroll. lock it up. This is not yeah, you can do that. Yep. Yeah, that's how I do yeah. football season. All right. So we got Tyler Glass now, and we're doing glass now because we're just gonna save four bucks on Strasburg. Are we going Strasburg too? I mean, we can pretty easily. So let's talk about Strasburg, right? Like that we know what we're getting with Strasburg. At least we, you know, there's always some cause for concern whether he's fully healthy and back, but um He's been pretty decent so far this this season. This it's really comes down to it's. I mean, it's a tough park for sure. You know, the Nationals home park here. You you know that. Um, but uh, it's just the matchup, like you said, this anemic San Francisco Giants lineup. Um, well, it's interesting just... too, Chris, because you really got to check the weather. Um, that is the most odd park. I don't think there's another park in baseball that plays like it because. When the temperatures in the 50s, low 60s, even in the low 70s, the the park plays gigantic. But when it warms up, the park plays really small. That is one of the most weather dependent stadiums in Major League Baseball, if not the most. Yep. Um, but uh, what we do know is how bad the Giants' offense is from a talent perspective, and they're showing that with a 20, you know, where they rank 27th in WRC plus. Um, against right-handers so far this season. Um, you look in, up and down this lineup, there's just really nothing to be scared of. Posey is just a shell of himself. Yeah, may, could he have a good game today? Sure. Brandon Belt is starting to hit a little bit better, but um, has struggled for a while now. Brandon Crawford, you know, is a guy that can give us some strikeouts. Joe Panic is doesn't cause much for concern here at, at the top of the lineup. And, uh, I mean, Gerardo Parra, and then uh, you get the pitcher spot. So, I mean, it's just, just about as good of a matchup as you can get. And I expect uh, Strasburg to be able to rack up some Ks. And so he's he's Lock right up in. there with Glass now. Lock him in. Hey, let's talk about a couple other pitchers, though, as we go down. I want to get you take just in case you don't uh, want to go super high pitchers there. And, and you're recommending, you know, go with Glass now and Strasburg. What's an alternative build? Um, would you go Glass now or Strasburg as your SP1? And then as we scroll down, John Gray. Uh, Robbie Ray, I think, is another one. Possibly Quintana, although I'm not looking at a lot of strikeouts tonight. Uh, Dylan Bundy's gotten off to a nice start. If you're not going to go strasburg Gloss now, which one of those would be your SP1? And then talk about some of the values down the way. Well, there's a lot of choices. So I, I'm, for cash games, I think you play Strasburg and Glass now together. Now, for tournaments, now you don't necessarily have to. You could have a bad feeling on Strasburg or Glass now. And uh, there's plenty of other good options here. So let's let's get into them. And for tournaments especially, I mean, it's tough. There's a, a lot of high-priced bats tonight. So it's tough to kind of make, uh, like, stacks and whatnot with mm -hmm. um, both these guys. So certainly we can, 
look to some lower pitching. Um, probably going to end up pairing one of these guys, Strasburg or Glasnow, with uh, some of these lower-end guys. But um, I could certainly make a case for playing two lower-end guys because we do have some some good arms. First of all, um, the same price on Glasnow is uh, Colin McHugh. And um, I believe in everything that he's doing, and he looks great. Um, I'm not – you know, people thought, like, his numbers would – kind of come down since he uh since he came out of the bullpen as a starter and yeah numbers do change a little bit but he's basically the same pitcher as he was i mean he's coming in with a 13 and a half percent swinging strike rate um he's uh the hard contact is not not really that much of a concern he's got a 3.1 sierra i mean he looks real like the real deal i believe in what these astros are doing with pitchers over there and um I think he he could certainly you know go toe to toe with any of these higher upside guys. You so, love spin rate. I'm all about spin rate too. You go to Houston, they figure out how to use yeah. it right, man. Yep. Um, I mean, we'll see if we can get Wade Miley cooking. But uh, oh, that settle would, down there, buddy. That, that, would, that would be the ultimate. You know, then then it's uh, official that Houston knows pitching. But so uh, it's tournament edition. So we got to get one, rid of one of these studs. Yeah. So I just wanted to say, like, he's another guy that's in contention here. And for, especially for tournaments, he's in play as a great pivot off of Glasnow or Strasburg. Now, the next guy, obviously, if you're looking for strikeouts, um, you you can find them with uh, John Gray. Right. Um, it's a good, yeah. good part for him. He's usually crushed the Padres, but I mean, it's a different Padres team this year. Um, but someone that could certainly rack up a bunch of K's in this you know, as long as he's not in course. So um, he's in play, uh, like that price there. So he's somebody that I'm considering. Um, $37 for John Gray. Yep. Uh, I like that. Um, There's, I mean, there's plenty of options here. Robbie Ray is, I mean, somebody that you can play. I don't have much interest because of the matchup tonight. Um, It's tough. And, uh, but, you know, he, you can make a case that he's got high upside in any matchup. Uh, Moving down, Mike Miner. Uh, that Texas Angels game tonight out in Anaheim. And, boy, the Rangers offense got cooking, man. And when we get to the bats, I wonder how high you're going to be on that Rangers offense. Joey Gallo has been on fire, too. Yeah, I saw an alert uh, where Jose Quintana is going to be an option. I know he's coming off a nice start. I don't know how many Ks he's going to have down in Miami. What I do know is that could be the worst offense that I've I've seen in baseball in recent years. It's absolutely atrocious. Uh, can you trust Quintana even in a tournament, though, given the track record and coming off a nice start, but it's, he still scares the hell out of me. I mean, Darvish certainly worked out last night um, in the, the same, uh, the same matchup. Quintana turned it on against Pittsburgh. uh, What should be a low strikeout team racked up 11 K's in his last start. Um, And, you know, it's nice to see him come out with a good start. Now we'll do, he's struggled um, everything, you know, from last season. So he's been a completely scary pitcher, but there is talent there. And this is the most, you know, anemic offense pretty much in baseball in such a great pitching park. And so he's 36 bucks. Um, the, I do project the Marlins to strike out a lot more this season. Um, and so I'm, you know, people like there's like that narrative that they're not a strikeout you know, high strikeout team, but I don't think that's true at all. Um, this season, I think they will K a lot. Um, you know, as long as guys like Dean and um, Brinson are in the lineups, there's plenty of strikeouts there. So, yeah, Rojas is a is probably a guy that's not going to strike out, but 
Um, he, I mean, these aren't dangerous hitters by any shape, any shape or form. And uh, Alfaro just strikes out like at a huge turn. So th- there are a lot of strikeouts to be had in this lineup. It's as safe as it can be. So yeah, he's in play, no doubt about it. Look at these uh, projected run, run totals here, or at least the the over under. Baltimore three point oh three, San Francisco three three three, and then Miami. 3.54. I mean, I, I understand that with Baltimore because they're going up against Glass now, and I get it with the Giants because they're going up against Strasburg. But uh, you, <laughs> you got to be feel a little bit better about Quintana tonight. I still, uh, it's a gut thing. I still just don't trust the guy uh, at this point. I know he's got a world of talent. He was terrific with the White Sox last year before the trade, but we just haven't seen him out of him. Um, how comfortable are you with Quintana as your SP two in a tournament? Oh, very comfortable. Um, he's certainly implied. I feel, I mean, I, for me, for the type of player that I am, I'm usually chasing the strikeout. So I would probably go, um, if I had to choose just one, one lineup for GPPs that I was trying to make the highest upside, I'm going to take Greg in this spot over Quintana, but um, I'm comfortable with either of them. All right, so who do we want to plug in here? with our uh, our two pitchers we're gonna leave a couple spots open right yeah i mean and let's let's keep yeah and let's let's talk about the other options okay um, we move down uh steven matz tonight with a matchup against the philadelphia phillies on the road yeah i just don't want to mess with that that i don't want to mess with the phillies um whatsoever and i don't like the other side of that i don't although pavetta has just been like he gets so much hype every year. People are always all about this guy because of K percentage, but he just has not figured things out. Um, and he just looks like on the, every time he takes the mound, he's just, it's like, it's just like, you're so scared at every pitch, especially when he comes up against lefty power. And this Mets lineup should, I really have a lot of love for this Mets stack tonight, actually against Pavetta. So even both sides that I like uh, from an offensive standpoint, I don't really have any interest in the pitchers this game. All right. um, Dylan Bundy's gotten off to a nice start, right? Going out to Tampa, a team that used to strike out a ton. I think they've cut down on that a little bit. Uh, Bundy, we, we've seen him rack up some K's here earlier in the season at $31. Thoughts on Bundy? Yeah, Bundy's in is, I think that like that's a good, good GPP play for tournament upside. I'm not a big believer in him. I'm not going to go there myself. Um, I'm going to take some of these uh, raised bats, but um, I think if you're in, you know, looking to make, you know, Yahoo allows 10 lineups, some of their big GPPs to put Bundy in a couple of them is certainly fine. Not going to kill you. Uh, Mike Leake, Seattle. It could kill you. It could kill you, but it's, uh, I mean, that's the risk you take, but there's strikeouts to be had. Uh, Mike Leake going up against Cleveland. He's at home. Uh, the, the Mariners offense. Check out their Twitter page. It says Seattle Mariners. And then under it, the description of their team, all it says is dingers. All they do is hit home runs. But we don't care about their offense right now. With Mike Leake on the mound, we want to look at a Cleveland offense that has just been absolutely atrocious to this point. We're still waiting for Jose Ramirez to get going. Um, as far as Leake goes, any interest in Leak or even right below? You don't like Pavetta. I can't stand Maley. I think Maley is going to get lit up by the Dodgers tonight. Uh, but Mike Leak against a really bad Cleveland offense right now. Uh, no interest. Um, that would be the only case is for because it's against the Cleveland offense. But um, I am not a believer in Leak skill set whatsoever. Um, and uh, no, thank you. 
I'm just looking down the rest of the list here. Yeah, I think, I think the guys that we're kind of missing out were so like Kenta Maeda. Um, this Reds team is is you know has struggled, had a couple of good games in in Mexico and whatnot, but is from all other indications is not a very good hitters lineup. Um, yeah, he could struggle with some of the lefty bats, but um, and he hasn't been in the best recent form. But for thirty seven bucks, uh, he could certainly mow down this Reds Reds lineup at home. So I like that. Um, I also like Kyle Gibson would be potentially on the low end um, as a guy who could could rack up uh, some some bunch of innings against this another bad offense in the Blue Jays. It's more because of the offense that he's facing, though, right? Correct. I mean, he's just kind of your average pitcher, but um, he does have some strikeout upside. He it is decent weather you know it's kind of cold over there in uh in minnesota and uh this is just a terrible jays offense and look who that i mean they're leading off sogard tonight i just yeah, saw that lineup i mean that lineup looks pretty gross so you're gonna throw a little kyle a little kyle gibson in there we're gonna sprinkle some up uh yeah you can um and then max fried maybe um just because uh the rays are outside of arizona I mean, I'm not crazy about it, but he would be like in contention possibly. So that that's kind of my player pool tonight. That's everyone I've written down. It's Glasnow, Strasburg at the high end. McHugh, I think, is a great pivot. Gray and Quintana are just that kind of cheaper range that could go really well. Uh, Maeda, you can include in there as well. Um, Ray for just complete GPP, um, especially on a night when people aren't going to play him. You know, everyone knows the, the saying, you play Robbie Ray when he's not – chalk and you fade him when he's chalk and tonight he is not going to be chalk so so let's do it let's build here glass now or strasburg or neither um let's go let's go on glass now let's see what we can do with like glass now McHugh. glass now McHugh. yeah all right McHugh's down a little bit isn't he or he's 43 he same price right below him right below him so we got 243 dollar pitchers and that leaves us with uh 14 average remaining do we just want to leave the catcher spot open since it's disgusting um, no, I mean, we can, we, it is kind of that position that you just fill it in. Mm -hmm. So yeah, let's skip it for now. We'll, we'll, we'll throw some options though for the people. All right. Where are we starting? You need a big outfield bat probably, but where do you want to start here? Um, Stacks? well, let's Nets, and I'm all over the Nets and the Dodgers tonight. All right. Well, we'll, so what we'll do, we'll build like kind of like a, um, I, maybe I should have done it. We'll just build like a solid cash slash gpp a little extra upside line up here which is kind of how i play on yahoo now we we probably should have done it with um or we have you have stress strasburg and glass now in there right i had them in there you want me to put Strasburg? it looks like in? they're still in there the thing i'm looking at but are we okay. looking at the same thing i'm gonna put Strasburg back in there then i got McHugh and glass now but i'm gonna put Strasburg back in there all right let's do this okay and then let's uh let's see how we can uh, fill it out from there and we're so still sitting at 14 dollars, so it's just a little bit of a what is it a four dollar bump there yep um okay. all right so we can let's let's look for the cheap let's fill in the cheapies right like mm -hmm. so second base second there's base. there's a cheap bat he's struggled a little bit he notoriously has slow starts but has had some pop he's uh his batted ball profile isn't terrible this season um Brian Dozier is just too cheap, especially against Derek Rodriguez, who I just don't think is a very good pitcher whatsoever. He's eight bucks. 
He's batting in the second position. I just think it's an easy play. Yeah, and I, I let's, let's look at the rest of the second baseman, though, because I really love Robbie Cano tonight. You were talking about Pavetta. Uh, I'm with you on a couple of left-handers here with the Mets. And you know, Robbie Cano, uh, I, need, I need some home runs. He definitely has the power. We just haven't seen it yet. Um, I think he's uh, he's in play. I think um, he could certainly hit a dinger off of uh, Pavetta. Absolutely, with his struggles against left-handed bats, good ballpark. Cano is a is a pretty solid play tonight. Anyone else second base? Um, that we second been- base, Mustakos Mous- again. Um, Gosh, he just burned me last night. Um, after the home- he didn't burn me. It was Shaw that burned me. But Mustakos hits the home run. Then he has first and third in his next at bat. I mean, he was on the cusp of a monster night, but he did hit the home run. Yeah, he was solid last night. So um, he's kind of the high-end play. The super high-end play is Altuve. He's been hitting well. Um, that's a stack I really like. Later we'll talk about are the Astros against Estrada. Estrada, um, you know, obviously he's he's kind of a control pitcher, but does give up. He doesn't really give up a bunch of walks, but he does give up power. You know, he gives up bombs, which is what we're always looking for, and you can steal on him. So this Astros team, they all um, should be able to get some good at-bats against uh, – put the ball in play a lot against a pitcher like Estrada. He does show some reverse splits as well, so which mm-hmm. should set up for all these nice right-handed bats of the, uh, the Astros here. So Altuve would be the high-end. Um, but I just think it's so it's, I guess Cano is a decent play too, but Dozier just makes it so easy for me. Okay, good. We got second base taken care of where are we going next third short outfield catcher first. Um, all right, let's, let's talk about third base. Okay. Let's talk about it because at the top end here, Anthony Rendon is hitting extra base hits every single game. I mean, if you wanted to pick a, a, an MVP in the national league, Albies is right there. Uh, Acuna is right there, I should say. Acuna. And then Anthony Rendon has been damn good. There's a reason why he's priced up to 27. But is it worth throwing 27 at Anthony Rendon tonight? It's just tough. I mean, so that's that's going it, to – It's he's a good play for sure, right? Like he's definitely in play for a home run here um, and uh, should be able to uh, use some of this power. I mean, he's going to be putting the ball in play against Rodriguez. And mm-hmm. a guy with Rendon's power is – certainly a good threat here so he's a solid play it's just tough from a pricing standpoint so I do like those guys for GPPs like I do like Rendon I do um let's see here from salary standpoint I'll start at the top salary standpoint so Rendon will be the top salary I think Mancata is certainly in play against a low strikeout pitcher like Lopez but it's just tough to fit these guys right right um Bregman Bregman would probably be the guy I would take between the three of them Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, from there, I mean, then, uh, going down a little bit further, I mean, all of these guys are good. You know here, I like right? tonight, you know, I like tonight and it's more because uh, the platoon or the platoon splits. And then he's got two home runs in his last two games and Josh Donaldson's sticking out there a little bit in a GPP. I don't know if he's going to be uh, chalky too, but he's starting to pick it up now. He's going up against a lefty, a tougher lefty and Robbie Ray, I think at 19 bucks, Josh Donaldson. Yeah, that's the guy. That's the, like, the – I would skip over, like, the Machado, Cabrera. Although, like, Estrubal's in play um, just at home in that matchup against Barria. Um, I don't like Chapman here, but I do like Do- uh, Donaldson. He's the guy against Robbie Ray who's – you know, he's got the platoon advantage. Um, and uh, it's an extreme hitter's umpire, I believe, which is always scary with a guy like Ray. Um, and uh, he does – 
he is a fly ball pitcher that gives up uh, bombs, and Donaldson certainly fits the profile of someone that could get a hold of one. But we, our average salary is at 15. Don't we need to save a little bit at second base or at um, third base, or you want to go Donaldson? Um, let's keep. Let's just talk about all the plays, and then we'll pick one. Um, yeah. um, from there, I do like uh, as a, a GPP, com- like as part of those Met stacks. I like McNeil. Um, you've, we do have uh, Arenado against the lefty, um, which is always in play, um, regardless of cores or outside of cores. So he's, I kind of like, I like, actually, I may be more inclined to take him over Donaldson. I like them both, but, um, what do you think about Marzavistas too? Here's a kid that was what single a for a couple of days. <laughs> and now we were in the past. Now we're seeing him you know, deal this whole Padres um, rotation is just fascinating the way well it's fascinating because the guys we kind of expected like we expected Strom to come out really really lights out and he's struggled and then um, Casey Lucchese has just really struggled um, his churve has just not been uh, fooling many uh, many batters and so he's he's had rough starts and then uh, yeah this Marga Vicious uh, kid has looked uh, decent but what can we really expect out of him I don't know. What we want to do is, is see if Nolan Arenado is a play tonight. Um, yeah, he is. And he's starting to hit the ball, too. Here's another guy. It took him a couple of weeks to start the season, and Josh Donaldson got his stroke going. Nolan Arenado finally hit a home run over the weekend, and, and he's cooking, too. So Arenado's definitely in play. Yep. Uh, and I actually – I think I would prefer him to Don- – I like Donaldson, but I think I would just – I think he'll get overlooked here because he's outside of cords, and I think I'd rather just play him for the dollar savings at 18. Dozier, McNeil, Franco. I see Dozier's hitting third. Hunter Dozier, that is. Jeff McNeil's hitting sixth against Pavetta. And then, uh, man, Michael Franco's OPS is above 1,000 still, and he's hitting eighth for the Phillies, going up against Mats. Um, yeah. Franco, no thanks. Well, not when these other guys are a dollar more. Although he's doing – his uh, his batted ball profile data looks pretty good, but I think this is his – as good as it's going to get for him. Um, but uh, yeah. And then that, that order spot is just tough to, to play a guy like him, but um, McNeil is part of Mets stacks. I like, but uh, let's see here. I mean, you can always play Carpenter, especially in that stadium. Uh, I'm trying to look down here. Well, Turner at 16. Now Maley has really struggled. Yep. Against left-handers. I mean, that's where he's given up the 43% fly ball, 45% hard hit, 420 Woba. But, you know, I, I see Maley just getting tossed around tonight. What about Justin Turner? I, I actually I actually like Molly as a pitcher. Um, Do you? Um, I've, I, yeah, I've been – I've me and Big T have been on this guy for, like, a year and a half. We, like, followed him in the minors, and we were, we kept waiting for, like – his breakout last year. And I remember his first start, we got, we lost a bunch of money. Like he got pounded or something. And uh, he's just been completely disappointing. He finally, he gave me a good start this year when I was on him. I'm, I, I think there's more of a skill set. He's been cry. He gets crushed by lefties. He's that's true. But I think there's more talent there than people realize. And I think he's going to figure out. And uh, I don't think he's as bad as everyone thinks. I think it's a little bit of an overboard situation with him. But, yeah, obviously, this Dodgers offense is as scary as heck, and so they could put a pounding on him tonight, no doubt about it. So, And it could be righties or lefties for sure. Um, but, uh, I mean, I've been fading Travis Shaw. He can't hit. Yeah, I mean, but he, he'll, he, I mean, it just takes one day these guys figure it out. We know what these guys are, but, like, 
Jose Ramirez is too cheap. I played him last night. I got the homer. I got, I felt kind of lucky to get him, but the nice thing about him is that he was running the bases and stealing bases again last night. So if he's his, the reason I would play him last night is because his batted profile still looked fine to me um, from a hard contact text. him. I just figured he was getting unlucky and just going through kind of a, a rough stretch. And uh, I was just going to keep plugging him in at this discount. I mean, he's 12 bucks, right? So it's, it's super easy to just play him. He's going to be chalky, right? Yeah, he should be. It's almost like on Yahoo, though, <laughs> very few guys are chalky is what I've been noticing. No, they're all chalky. Well, it depends on the tournament you're in, like that big tournament. But, like, the the chalk, you're going to have chalky guys. It matters less because, like, those contests are smaller. So we're playing a lot of 10-man, 20-man entry contests. So just by nature, we're gonna you're going to end up being chalky. And it's just – it's easy to kind of figure out where you other people are going to go um, and then to make, like, one pivot, which should have a – good value for you when you make a yahoo lineup so i'm always looking to differentiate like one spot or two spots but like i'm fine eating chalk on yahoo um you know just to go down to the bottom of the list here at third base rio ruiz here boston fan you saw a little rio over the last uh, uh you've seen a little rio this year He's sitting there at min price at seven bucks. Drury, Co- what the hell happened to Cozart? Yeah, Cozart's the only guy for like the min price. If you, he's uh, the bat likes him um, because of uh, the bat is a great projection system. Um, it's the best projection system, and um, and I'm not just saying that because we're on an RG show and Cardi and all that. It is the best projection system going, um, but. Uh, it likes Cozart and, you know, anytime Cozart has always made a living off of hitting left-handed pitching. Um, you get the great park, the hitting, the, the best hitting weather that we're going to find and um, uh, suspect bullpen. It's the, it's the probably their best pitcher, the Rangers um, in minor, but he's not great, but it's still a good matchup. So he would be the cheap punt for seven bucks if I needed to do it. You want to fill in a third baseman since we ran down? Or yeah. Do you Ramirez. Just go Jose with the 12 bucks. He's 12 bucks. Yeah, you really can't You can't go wrong. I can't wait till Lindor is in there feeling good every day. That offense is going to just completely turn around in a very quick way. You're not going to see Jose Ramirez at $12 for very long. No, I mean, he came back with a vengeance last night. He smashed a homer. Um, he stole a base. He's, uh, he's back. Hey, I really want to read a promo here since we're done at third base. I just threw it. You ready for a big promo? Because I'm going to do the read. Oh, man, you're exciting me. Now watch this. Can you see my phone? I'm going to read it off my phone. Oh, it's great. Sharpside Street Contest is still running. So we're going to start doing a lock bet each day. I'm reading exactly what Devin sent me. Now, this is not part of the copy. This is something that Devin sent me. Like, holding your piece of garbage. I hate working with you. But here's the contest info. Thanks, Devin. Really nice guy. Sharp side streak contest. Um, you can build your streak, string it together as many winning picks as you can. Swipe as many picks you want from a variety of player props. I love sharp side, by the way. It's a lot of fun. Click the lock bet icon when your lock pick resolves. You'll be el- eligible to select another lock pick, and you can get FanDuel credit by uh, being the user with the longest active streak at the end of the following milestone date. So we're already past the 12th. Next one's April 22nd. If you got the best streak, you win 500 bucks FanDuel credit. May 2nd, $1,000 FanDuel credit, and that's three chances to put your skills to the test, and you win. So make sure you go to sharpside.com, download the uh, SharpSide app. There you go. There's your uh, fifth inning stretch, I suppose, is what it was. We're halfway through the show. Kirkwood, where are we going now? 
What position do you want to do? Well, I want to go to the outfield, but, you know, just we can spend so much time in the outfield. Let's go to shortstop. It's just up next. All right. Let's do it. Shortstop it is, right? So <clears throat> we go back to here and at the top of the list, Trevor Story going up against the left-hander. Again, that's on the road in San Diego. So not a great hitter's park, but the great talent. I don't know if you really want to pay up $24 for him tonight. Um, I think, you know, Bias has been crushing the baseball. He's got some nice uh, numbers. He's going up against Lopez. Again, not a great hitter's park, but who cares? And in between that, Tatis Jr., uh, Jorge Polanco, and Paul DeYoung. So talk to me about some of your preferences at the top of the shortstop list here on Yahoo. Yeah, I think story is always in play. I mean, you're, you're, you're home run searching with that guy, and, you know, he's facing a lefty. So obviously you can play him. Um, the chalk, kind of the cash game guy that everyone's going to play tonight is just from a price standpoint. He's terrible. Um, but Anderson Simmons for 10 bucks, just because of that in that park um, with the platoon advantage, um, and he's 10 bucks, he's going to slide in and make the cash builds for most people. So I expect him to be very chalky. So he's somebody to play. But um, if we want to kind of beat him, where, so that that makes sense to try to like try to beat him here because this he's not a huge home run threat or anything like that. He's a contact hitter and he hits a lot of crappy balls that get you know turn into outs. And so um, like Javier Baez was a great pivot yesterday and again is a good one today. He's more expensive, obviously. Elvis Andrus on the other side, um, he's been hitting the ball very well this year. Great batted ball profile. Um, and looks to be um, looks to be back. And uh, I like the Rangers a lot better than I like the Angels um, in this from a, a matchup standpoint. And uh, it's kind of tough to play him, but I think there's a ton of upside there. Well, from a game theory perspective alone, and it's obviously going to change as you continue your build. Um, are you okay paying up a shortstop tonight? Yeah, definitely. Okay, so we got Baez. And Andrus, and then Freddie Galvis is at twenty one dollars too. Going up. I mean, I'm not paying. Yes, he's something's going on with him. He's, his batted profile looks ridiculously good, and he's made some re real changes probably. But I'm not paying twenty one dollars for Freddie Galvis. I'm just not. Corey Seager's bouncing back. He's at twenty bucks again. You and I uh, differ on Luke Maley. Uh, I, I like this Dodgers stack here with left handers and Seager. great play. Good play. Good Very play. good. Very good play. All right, so let's go down the twenty. There's a lot of twenty dollar guys tonight. Okay, Seager, Tim Anderson, Tim Beckham, uh, Carlos Correa, Marcus Simeon. Yeah, so Anderson, I like. Mm -hmm. um, I I just think that that game has high potential to really blow up um, from both sides. Um, between uh, a lot of runs could be scored. Now, they're all. You're also dealing with two not so great offenses here, but. Bad pitching usually trumps bad offense up, but I try to stay away from some bad offense. But Tim Anderson has been hitting the ball really well. Obviously, I always like him in the better lineup spot when he draws against a lefty, but I think he's still in play for sure um, at 20 bucks. So I think it's a sneaky call. Um, I would prefer to go to Segura at 19 bucks against Mats for the stolen base upside against Mats, who just doesn't hold runners on well at all. Um, and I also think that the Phillies bat should have a good day. So uh, Segura, I like. Um, but so the guys for me would be story. It's, it's just too hard to get story. Actually. So let me just check one thing from a projected lineup. 
Um, Correa, I just like the spot for I like the spot for these Astros hitters. So, um, and I don't think they'll get much traction. So Correa would be a guy that I would be play. I like Andrews Andrus better, and then um, I like Seager, like you said, and uh, I think that's good. Bias, you like Bias too, and I like Bias. So those are those are the guys. I mean, I don't I can't play everybody, right? Right. So you get a one dollar discount if you go. And I like Segura. You got it. You got. I like a lot in the shortstop. There's a lot of choices. Well, and then you got you got two dollars if you go Baez or what is it? Baez twenty one. Then you get a two dollars savings with Segura. So come on, make up your mind there. My favorite play would be Andrus. Okay, Elvis Andrus is is your guy. Yep. So we're gonna go up and spend twenty one bucks here at the shortstop position. Uh, again, we haven't done catcher and we haven't done first base, but um, I'm going to leave it up to you now. Are we going to the outfield yet, or do you want to do catcher or first base? Because we need to save a little bit of money to start squeezing some bats in there. we got $14 left. Well, that, that's what we're going to save. So um, so the out, let's just go to the outfield. Okay. So it's are we, are we playing Mike Trout? You tell me. It's going to be hard. I mean, that's where I w- – to play Mike Trout, it would be easier to play Mike Trout – um, by putting, uh, um, just going with Simmons, Simmons and, you know, and then you get the correlation to a trout and Simmons, but, um, I do kind of worry with the amount of damage that trout has done to the Rangers in that series, um, in, in, uh, Anaheim that, uh, you know, and they, they kind of pitched around him last night. I mean, he's really the only bat they have to pitch around. And I kind of worry about that and them doing that again tonight. So, yes, he's the best overall hitter in baseball. He's got the platoon advantage. He's in a great park. Um, he's also twenty-seven bucks, and I worry about it. Well, how about Christian Yelich? Also, but for cash, I think he's a lock. But Yelich, I mean, twenty-seven bucks too. He hit three home runs last night, and Trout was on the on the IL, right, the injured list now. But uh, you know, Yelich, I think, is every bit as comparable. Yeah, I mean, Yelich is unbelievable. Like, what a night he had last night. Just didn't stop. Three homers went bananas. Gallo's been hot, and he's going to be at home against Berea. So yep. There's yep. another option. Uh, uh, the guy, uh, people are going to play um, Jock Peterson. Mm-hmm. Um, he's 20 bucks. Mm-hmm. He's going to be pretty popular. He's hitting uh, optimal builds right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like it. I also also worry about the pinch hit risk. Um, okay. and, um, I'm a little bit higher as a pitch on a, from a talent standpoint on Molly than most people, but mm-hmm. I'm not saying that Molly's a great pitcher, but, um, so I'm kind of tempted to try to go away from jock and to okay. find a good pivot. And if I have two extra bucks, I love Austin Meadows. Against Dylan Bundy. Today. Against Dylan Bundy, who gives up the bomb. Yeah, it's a tough park, but that's the only thing bad about it. You were talking about that trade with Archer. I mean, listen, you know, a team that's contending was was trying to get a little bit – or the team that's trying to contend here within the next year or so was getting the, the, the veteran. But you're right. I mean, Glass now is one of their top prospects. He's shown up. And here's Austin Meadows in Tampa Bay tearing it up. Yep. Um, would that be your highest price outfielder, though? I mean, Trout's the highest priced. Um, no, that you would plug into your lineup here. I mean, um, Bill. Yeah, but we probably can't. If we're, did we put Trout in? No, we did not put Trout in. Oh, okay. Trout in. So, I mean, yeah, let's put Trout in. 
All right, we're gonna we're gonna go up top here and throw Trout in. I wouldn't mind uh, pivoting to Yelich, uh, but Trout's the guy. You think who has higher ownership tonight, Trout or Yelich? Oh, Trout. Okay, very good. So Trout it is. We got Trout in there. Um, Two outfield spots, a catcher, and a first base. So, oh, you know who made the well, – Jose Martinez made the lineup. Um, For the Cardinals? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a, uh, that, that's a home run potential um, for seven bucks for minimum. Um, and you do have to worry about pinch hit risk there for sure. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think that's a, a good cheap bet. Um, the cheap bet that I was really hoping that would make the top of the lineup, but they put that did last night, but they put him down to seventh. But I still think is in play just because of game environment is Danny Santana for eight bucks. So we could play him. Um, we could, we're going to try to, we're going to need one of these cheap guys. Right. So, so Santana, your guy? Um, I would probably lean towards Santana, even though the, I mean, he's got some, he's got a little bit of pop, but he's got speed and, uh, He's just, he just fits. So eight bucks, that's fine. Um, someone who may make the lineup, we'll have to see for the Dodgers. But if like Verdugo makes the lineup, he's kind of cheap. So I think Isn't he's not. Is he nine... price? What is he, seven or eight bucks? I think he's nine bucks. Is he? Yeah, yeah he's nine. nine but that's something to keep an eye on because, you know, he provides some power upside, certainly for cheap. And that's all we're looking for here is to kind of like balance some upside with Trout. Uh, Puig is a guy we could play for 10 bucks. Um, even though it's, I mean, he's, he's always had the reverse splits from hitting. Um, although it's, it's a, you know, against Maeda, uh, who's always had a history of being tough on uh, righties, but Puig is someone, you know, he's, he's back in uh in, in Dodger stadium and he went, he went, it took uh, Kershaw deep yesterday. Um, but uh, those are kind of the cheap, the cheap plays. And we can probably fit a guy like um, Eddie Rosario for 16 bucks for some home run upside. Mm-hmm. Um, with it so we could do something like one of those cheaper guys and then uh rosario all right so then we got i mean we still got catcher and first base open and we're gonna leave a a little bit of the lineup open right but you'd have nine dollars remaining for a, a catcher and a first baseman super easy we could play suzuki for nine bucks we could play lucas duda for nine bucks at first suzuki base duda. yep but let's uh, let's talk about the let's just talk about some more plays at like first base and whatnot okay let's go over to first base i want to remind everybody too uh, we got about t- uh, 10, 15 minutes left in the show. Uh, if you go to our YouTube channel, like and subscribe on the YouTube channel. We'll take your questions on our YouTube page here in just a couple of minutes. Go for it, dude. Um, First base. On the high end, I mean, it's tough to argue any time against Paul Goldschmidt, um, the way he's hitting to start out the season. If you Okay, if we're playing – if we're like going YOLO with the bats and we're playing, <laughs> playing some cheap pitching, you know, yeah. like if we're trying – if we're pairing up like – Gibson, Bundy, or even just like like uh, Quintana and Gray, you know, or something, or Maeda and Gray. Um, have we have got, and we've got a bunch of money? I mean, Peter Alonso um, for twenty seven bucks, batting second, looks pretty tasty. Um, but I mean, that's a lot to pay. So that would be complete GPP um, just to try to differentiate. Um, Max Muncy, baby, Muncy, baby, at twenty-one bucks. I'm, I'm stacking my Dodgers. Yeah, definitely. I think he, that's a that's a good call. The lefty power, any of these lefty power bats, especially if Bellinger doesn't. Bellinger may not make the lineup, so I mean, he like we could see Muncy get the the four spot. You know, yeah. like hitting cleanup today. Um, and if that, I mean, regardless, 
he's uh, he's definitely got a home run upside, especially in the matchup. So that's a good play. I like that call. Um, Ryan Zimmerman is a guy that I don't think many people are going to play, but it's someone I'm, he's right in that range that I'm looking at at 14 bucks. He's going to put the ball in play against Derek Rodriguez. Um, I'm just not a believer in Rodriguez's skill set whatsoever. And I'll take a guy who's got the home run power upside uh, in that park against Rodriguez. That's my other team. I mean, Dodgers, Nats, man. The Nats are a team that I have no problem stacking tonight. And I can't imagine they're going to be very popular. They're going up against a, a pitcher that isn't great. I didn't see what the what the forecast is tonight in Washington. I think, again, that's something you're always going to have to, to take into account. And I'll look it up right now. But um, And you got to take account for the humidity for uh, Strasburg. The guy's a sweater. Yeah, so what's wrong with that? And he pitches terrible in humid weather, but what do you mean? Uh, it's always humid in Washington, D.C. He doesn't always sweaty, sweaty oh, Strasburg is a oh, thing. Get out of here. That's People nice know day. about it. People know about it. Yeah, no, it does. The humidity, the humidity doesn't look too bad at all. Yeah, I'm okay with I'm okay with that tonight. I think it's more of a neutral park situation, not a big park or a small park. I think it's going to really play neutral in Washington, given the temperature. All right. But uh, I still think Zimmerman has the, uh, the power to uh, – pull off a home run for 14 bucks here okay so he's kind of my mid-tier guy that i like and then uh duda would be the uh the cheap the nine dollar guy just in the good game environment mm-hmm. and you know we're looking for a home run that's what we're looking for chris um, davis baby chris um, davis against i am not i will you will not see me even if you i was like thinking that i was wondering if yahoo was still going to have him price one dollar and i was kind of toying with that decision like oh no what am i going to do am i going to have to play this guy for a dollar today was he 500 on they, they made him for a dollar but they just they increased him to seven yeah uh, i mean listen he's hitting again he's hitting the ball hard yeah still not doing it he's striking there's no way i mean he's he's kang like every at bat tonight versus glass now want to talk about the catcher position then but let's i'm just trying to look check uh lineups here okay. see if anybody popped in that uh Abreu's hitting third against Lopez. G-Man Choi, it always seems like uh, there's a lot of cash discussions about G-Man. Oh, uh, Yonder Alonso is another guy I uh-huh. really like against Jorge Lopez. Okay. Um, um, he just missed a home run last night, foul. Um, certainly a, a good home run candidate tonight. Okay. And um, Rowdy Tellis, if you want some Rowdy. you want to get Rowdy, Rowdy Tellis? That's right. He's up to 15 bucks here? That's interesting. He would put Rowdy Rowdy up there. So, yeah, that's where you are. Uh, smoke against Gibson. I mean, again, Hoskins is always a chance to go deep. So, uh, it does seem like, it seems like there's a lot of mid-tier options here. At first. Yeah, we didn't get any, uh, we didn't get any, like, glaring value play. I mean, uh, Aguilar's in the lineup. He's down at the seven hole. Uh, hasn't been hitting the ball very well so far this season. Um, I was kind of hoping maybe they'd play uh, – names again but they're not so we didn't get any uh glaring value so kind of the mid the two mid, so it's duda would be the one guy batting six um that you could uh get a home run at, out of uh and then alonzo and zimmerman for the the mid-range guys i like and then uh obviously there's always good plays on the high end all right so we'll move on now catcher the catcher position uh you want to start at the bottom and go to the top at catcher tonight or do you just want to start at the top I mean, you just play Kurt Suzuki every night. I mean, he's nine bucks. He just, he fits the mold for like the guy I want to plug in at catcher today. Hmm. I mean, it just does nothing for me. 
What about he's, Lucroy? He, he's a good hitter. Um, uh, Lucroy's fine too. He's another cheap, cheap guy in that game environment uh, for eight bucks, batting fifth. I mean, that's all I can say about him. He's a uh, good game environment, batting fifth. So is this really our cash build here, uh, Chris? Glass now, Strasburg, and then you know you pick it out. Go figure out who you want at uh, catcher and first base because you only got nine dollars to stuff those two and then Brian Dozier gives you some value at eight bucks you and I are both on Ramirez looks like the strokes coming back just twelve dollars Elvis Andrews a big play for you I mean I feel like you could spend twenty one dollars you know maybe go down a little bit and I know you don't want to play Simmons but take the yeah but Simmons is the cash play so if you want to play like I mean you can plug it's in okay some... to go cash at a couple positions in a GPP yeah okay yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, sure. I'm just so saying, like that's to... that's a good that's a good cash line. You can also play Simmons in cash if you want. Um, and then take the ten dollars and bump up at first base instead of you know going down to a dude or something like that. You can get a, a middle of the road guy. Maybe stuff a Zimmerman in there. Yeah. Uh, trout. Got to have the trout. Yeah, for cash. I think he makes for a good GPP fade tonight. Okay. Um, any pivots off of Trout that you would see? Um, I mean, Yelich for sure is the number one guy, but like any of these high end, let's, let's, let me just pull up like the high end bats. So I mean, Chris Davis is when he goes up a, against a lefty, he's always in my lineups. Um, he is going up against a righty in McHugh tonight. I mean, so it would be Gallo. I mean, that's a price. No one's going to want to pay 26 bucks for Gallo, but they, he crushed one yesterday, but mm -hmm. uh, so it's Gallo, it's Jock, it's Yelich, it's Austin Meadows. Um, Springer is very interesting. Um, Conforto is interesting. Um, Acuna is interesting. I mean, there's, we've got plenty of them. Juan Soto. I like a lot. Um, so there's a lot of good, like $22, like home run bats, like 20 in the twenties. So like you could like mix and match these guys for upside for, uh, there's just so many good home run spots. Like, and then like on the cheaper end, Eddie Rosario, oh, my apologies. Is that Phil, your dog calling you? No, it's not. Um, Where is Phil? Uh, he's, he's back at the apartment. I mean, I got like, I live with my uh, girl now, but I also still have my old place. So I still have like, you're so shady, dude. Do you have a burner phone too? No, I don't have a private real. I have one phone. I mean, you got two apartments, so. Well, no, it's it's okay. So I have an apartment that has like the best rent okay. structure and where I live that's like so cheap that like if things didn't work out, like I'd hate to give it up. So I use it as like an office right now, but I may, I'm probably going to be giving it up very shortly. Because your girlfriend thinks it's live... shitty too? No, it's not. I just do my the shows out. Of, I just do the shows out of here whatnot. That's a little shitty. All right, we got uh, like and subscribe our YouTube channel. I cannot see the uh, the questions, so Kirkwood, you're gonna have to get them if, if they're up there. But we will take. Okay, you um, YouTube question: Bregman or Jose Ramirez? I mean, they're different prices, but uh, Jose is definitely the cash play. Bregman is GPP play. Mm -hmm. um, I think they're both really solid plays. Um, Acuna or Conforto? Um, I actually I would lean. Conforto, to be honest with you, no one's going to play him at that price. Like the ballpark, Pavetta gives up bombs. Conforto probably gets one today. Okay. Um, question uh, from the YouTube uh, four man New York Mets snack. Absolutely. I love the Mets snack. Well, let's too. talk about that for a second then. Yep. Conforto's got to be a part of that Mets snack. 
Yeah, but there's a, I'll pull it up. There's, a, I mean, there's a lot of good Mets plays. Um, I mean, their, their lineup is just so potent, right? Like Nimmo has been swinging a hot bat now. I brought up Cano too. Is Cano a home run threat tonight? Yeah, he is for 15 bucks. I mean, Alonzo, I mean, it's, so it's going to take some like paying down a pitcher and whatnot to get like Alonzo in, but like you can do it. And he's 27 bucks. Cano 15, Conforto. Ramos is a good catcher play for a home run. Um, McNeil is going to be the forgotten guy at 18. Rosario always seems to be forgotten about and like goes off on these bigger games and he's only 15 bucks. Um, JD Davis, it's uh, this would be straight GPP play for sure because he's hitting in the eighth spot, but um, at third base, but no one's going to play him. And he's, I mean, he's got home run upside for nine bucks. You like Alonzo tonight? I do. I mean, I, he's crushing the ball. His stack cast numbers are off the chart. He's, he's the real deal as far as I'm concerned. And uh, I hate the price for sure, but that gives him GPP appeal. Yeah. McNeil. And uh, basically you're saying everybody one through seven is. in play. Yeah. I mean, really it's one through one through eight is in play. I like, and you can do it. However you can do it. Just mix and match, get your one that makes you like who you can get a team up with, like some of some value plays and some uh, mini stacks. And uh, I think you're good to go. I think the Mets have a lot of upside here. Plus they're on the road. The Phillies bullpen has struggled a little bit. Um, I mean, this could be a lot of at-bats in their uh, future tonight. All right. Any other questions on the YouTube? Uh, let's see here. Is Quintana a trap or a good GPP gamble? I think he's – there's no way you can – I mean, he could always be a trap, right? Like, the skill set has been in decline, but, like, this is this is about, like, matchup. He looked really good in his last start. I think that's kind of smoke and mirrors, but this matchup is not smoke and mirrors, so – He's, he's not a trap. He's definitely in play tonight. I think you could even make a case to play him in, uh, in, um, in, in cash even. But you also talked about pivoting off of him. And if you want to do that, John Gray is about the same price, right? Yep. Uh, you just chase that strikeout upside. Yep. I mean, if you, you're not going to feel comfortable, uh, 100% comfortable with either guy. I actually feel a little more comfortable with John Gray just because he's away from course. Made some adjustments in spring training. He's looked good on the road, and he does have some strikeout upside. Uh, Capone wants to know Yahoo Cash, Rosario, Mazzara, Trout, or Trout, Yelich, Jose Martinez. I would probably just lean I – I mean, that's pretty close. I would probably – Yelich? Yeah, I mean, there's tons of upside there, but I would probably just lean Rosario, Mazzara, Trout, but I think they're both good options. All right. One more before we get out of here. Um, am I scared of the uh, Chris Davis heater question? Are you are you scared of the Chris Davis heater, Holden? Love me some Chris Davis. You Not love tonight, say that. Not Keep tonight. say that out loud. Yell Not that out loud. Tonight. Not tonight. Stake your claim on Chris Davis. Well, uh, he's up to res- seven dollars. Rebound, rebound year. If he was year. one to five dollars, I would be back on him. He's hitting the ball hard. That's all I care about. All well, right. that price but i'm not going with chris davis we already we already saw this though you don't have to go that low i mean there's better chances for a home run from guys that are a couple of dollars uh qq castillo or uh, perez at catcher i would uh i'll take beef castillo again he homered for me last night so i've got fond feelings of him um you know he's it he got robbed before that so he put some good he made some good contact last night which is what i'm looking for so you just, you have more upside with Castillo, and so that's what I would chase. Anything you want to plug? I, I got something to plug. 
I'm sure you do. Me and Tom, <laughs> you son of a bitch. Um, Roto Grinders Sports Betting Podcast, me and Thomas Casale. So we'll be taping tonight, and then we send it to Devin, and Devin does his magic, and then he turns it around. So late tonight, early tomorrow, uh, we got a whole bunch of cool stuff to talk about, especially some news and notes going on in the business. The guy with that won over a million bucks uh, betting on Tiger to win, although he's in debt. Are you, why don't you get him on the show? Something's fishy with him. Yeah, get him on the pod and grill him. All right, Mr. Producer. What do you mean grill him? Grill him. Let, let's see. The let's... bottom line is he's got $1.19 million. I mean, the exactly. story could be as fishy as he wants. I love I, it. I, I, Dude, I love it. I know I know so many degenerates who like that could, could who I know guys who've won over a million and are the biggest degenerates on the planet. I hate that too. I hate degenerate gambler. Like it's the no, worst. but they're funny in sport. Like, no, it's worst. bad that it ruins lives, oh, right? Like, it's not that. It's that gamblers get the worst. Sports betters get the worst reputation. Yeah, but it's not like, that oh, guy. On, that guy on Jeopardy just set us set us forward like twenty years. Yeah, did he win last night? Oh, he dude, the guy just crushes. Absolutely, he's the best all time Jeopardy player. That's absolutely um, really more than the guy that cheated that had. Some I, of the- I don't know. I think I don't know if he's officially yeah. got it, but so, he's amazing. Go listen, subscribe to the uh, Roto Grind. I want to. I made a. I just made two sports bets. What? Um, on I just side? no on uh, in real life. Okay. Um, I uh, I took uh, the Magic to win the series okay. at plus three ten over uh, the Raptors. Okay. As they're up uh, one nothing. Yeah, I I struggled with whether I wanted to wait a game, hoping like thinking that they're probably going to lose tonight's game. Um, but I didn't want to miss out in case they do win tonight's game. So I think, I just think it's a good value. I also took the Spurs, um, who are up one nothing um, against the uh, the Nuggets. You know what I did? Uh, pretty I, much even money. I wish I would have taken them, but I took them in six. Like I did the old to get the real good odds. I took the Spurs in six. I think they're gonna wrap that thing up down in San Antonio. I really so, do. Uh, Big T and I are joining forces for one. Uh, so we're both rooting for the Magic in this series i'll be rooting pretty hard for him you guys cuddle up together and have a great night all right <laughs> good working with you again pal so yeah, we'll appreciate it tuesdays. although Thank i gotta you. let i gotta let the guys know i'm not gonna be here next tuesday but outside of that i'll be back and we'll do it this whole summer the whole summer we'll try and win money let's do it my man all right guys. i'll check out I'll check out your podcast everybody listen to holden's podcast he also he does good stuff good work in during the football season as well that maybe people don't know because it's outside of rotor grinders but uh Check out his stuff. Does a lot of good stuff in the industry. Thank you. Really makes me feel so good. Take care of yourself. All right, grinders, go do it. This has been the uh, Roto Grinders Yahoo Tournament Edition. He's Chris Kirkwood. I'm holding Christian. Devin, take us out, baby. Welcome to another edition of Turd Ferguson, the Monkey Knife Fight. Guys, if you haven't seen this before, I'm giving you five of my favorite props over on Monkey Knife Fight. If you haven't signed up for Monkey Knife Fight, sign up using the promo code GRINDERS. Get a free 100% deposit bonus, up to $50 there, free money. You don't have to do anything other than play through it, and then it is yours, and you don't even have to do research. 
You can just play exactly what I'm playing. I'm giving it out twice a week. So stay tuned for my late night dagger, which features a two out of three rapid fire in the Dodgers game. All right, let's get to my level one prop. It is a two out of three rapid fire in the Pittsburgh versus Detroit game. All right, so Boyd versus Musgrove. K's not even close. It's Boyd. Boyd has been K'ing guys at a huge rate. We've seen what lefties have done against Pittsburgh recently. Quintana had so many K's last time he played him. Close to double digits there. They are striking out at a decent rate versus lefties, and Boyd has been on fire this year. Double-digit K's in multiple starts. I'm taking Boyd, even though he's given up the tiebreaker. Next, run slash RBIs for Cabrera versus Castillo. I am going with Cabrera because he owns a tiebreaker. They're only projected to score 3.8 runs here. So going with Cabrera in a volatile category is just the better move. Cassianos is a slightly better hitter. Doesn't matter, though. Tiebreaker breaks the tie here. So next one, Frazier versus Marte. Total bases. This one was the tough one. The other twos are pretty much locks. This one, Frazier, total bases. He has the tiebreaker, but Marte has the platoon split. Boyd is good versus lefties. I'm kind of going on a limb here and going with Frazier just because of the tiebreaker, but it's a little bit tougher. Other two are locks. This one should end up with Frazier, but it's kind of a toss-up. Next up, we have my level two prop, which is a two out of three rapid fire in the Baltimore game. Now, Glasnow versus Bundy. K's Glasnow has been lighting stuff up. He has a much better matchup going against the Orioles. Higher K there, right there. Bundy is giving up or getting one and a half Ks. Does not matter to me. He could be out within three innings. This Tampa Bay team has been crushing lately. Bundy, Bundy may end up with six strikeouts, seven strikeouts, but Glasnow is likely ending up in the double digits here. Take Glasnow. Next up, Choi versus Pham. Total bases. Simple. Choi has the platoon split. Bundy much worse versus lefties than he is versus righties. So Choi is just the better pick overall without a tiebreaker, and he's getting the tiebreaker. Next up, RBIs and runs, Diaz versus Meadows. If this were total bases, I'd take Meadows, but it's not. It's runs, RBIs. Rays are projected for five. I think Diaz is part of that, so I am taking him plus .5, giving him the tiebreaker. Slightly prefer him to Meadows, but this one was another tough one, but just such a volatile category. You go with the guy that is getting the tiebreaker. Next up, we have my level three prop. It's a two out of three rapid fire in the Toronto game. All right, Gibson versus Sanchez. Sanchez around a 17% K rate guy. Gibson around 21%. Sanchez is getting a half K. Gibson has the much better matchup. Toronto is not very good this year compared to the Twins, who are actually a decent lineup. Sanchez may not give up that many runs in this matchup because he's a big ground ball guy, but he is not giving up too many strikeouts or getting too many strikeouts here. Gibson is likely going to end up with two more than Sanchez here, so I'm just rolling with Gibson. Next up, Kepler versus Cruz. Run slash RBIs. Sanchez, again, a big ground ball guy. Not likely to get a home run here for Cruz. Sanchez hasn't given up one all year. The run and RBI has to come another way. Kepler has the platoon split. If Cruz hits in someone, it's probably Kepler. So there's a little bit of correlation there. And with the tiebreaker with Kepler, he's just obviously the better better decision here. Next up, Rosario versus Grichik. Minnesota has a 4.7 implied team total. 
Toronto has a 3.8. Rosario's probably the better hitter here. Rosario has the platoon split. Go with Rosario. He is getting the tiebreaker. He's the better hitter, the better spot. Just go with Rosario. Next up, we have my level four prop, which is a two out of three rapid fire, the KC game. Now, love this. Love the White Sox today and love this prop here. Alonzo versus a Brayu run slash RBIs. Alonzo has the tiebreaker. Alonzo has the platoon split. Alonzo is almost as good as a Brayu. Go with Alonzo in this very volatile category of run slash RBIs. Next up, Jimenez versus Polka. Total bases. Just a fun fact for you. You know how many total bases Polka has this season? Zero. He has not gotten a hit yet. Go with Jimenez. It's that simple. I hope Polka gets a hit today. I hope he gets a home run today. But in all likelihood, you take Jimenez, who has the tiebreaker and has infinitely more total bases than Polka this year. So just roll with Jimenez. Garcia versus Moncada, total bases. Slight edge here for Garcia just because of the tiebreaker. Moncada, probably a better hitter, but Garcia should be leading off. I'm going with Garcia here just because of the tiebreaker. All right, guys, last up, we have my late night dagger. But before I get to that, don't forget to like and subscribe to this video. You get it as soon as it comes out. Most of these props are staying up all day now unless something weird happens where someone's not in the lineup or some drastic change here. So, guys, like, subscribe. It helps us out. It'll help you out by getting the videos sooner. And don't forget to leave any of your favorite props or any questions in the comments section, and I'll try and get back to them as soon as I can. But let's get to my late night dagger. Two out of three rapid fire, Cincinnati versus Dodgers. All right, so Maida versus Molly. K's, it's Maida, and it's not even a question. Molly is not nearly the strikeout pitcher that Maida is. 22% K rate compared to 28% K rate. It's just that simple. Go with Maida. He's getting only giving up 0.5, only giving up the tiebreaker. He likely ends up with two more. Turner versus Peterson, RBI slash runs, volatile category. Turner is probably about as good of a hitter as Jock Jams is. I know that Molly's better or worse versus lefties than he is versus righties, but this is runs and RBIs, so just roll with Turner here. He's got the tiebreaker. Next up, Seager versus Muncie. Seager owns the tiebreaker. Seager's a slightly worse hitter than Muncie, but it's not drastic. He's going to get a higher spot in the order, playing at home. So Seager could end up with an extra at-bat. Just take Seager for total bases. They both got the platoon split. Just roll Seager. All right, guys. Thanks for watching. Hope you enjoyed the video. Again, don't forget to like and subscribe. I'll be back again later this week with another video. Good luck with con on to your props. Let's take them down. I'm out of here. See you, kids. It's time to find out who's the sharpest better on the SharpSide app. We are excited to roll out SharpSide Streak Contest presented by FanDuel. All you have to do is build your streak by stringing together as many winning picks as you can, all for free on the SharpSide mobile app. Swipe as many picks as you want from a variety of player props and game lines. If you see the lock icon after you swipe, that means it's time to lock that bet in to be your favorite swiped pick. Remember, only one lock pick can be made at a given time, so choose wisely. Once that lock bet resolves, you're eligible to select another locked pick. Two or more winning lock bets in a row, and you start your streak. 
The best thing of all, you can earn FanDuel credit by being the user with the longest active streak at the end of our milestone dates. We'll be giving away $2,000 in FanDuel credit all the way through May 2nd. To show how sharp you are and play for free, be sure to download the SharpSide app, available for iOS and Android. It's the SharpSide Streak Contest presented by FanDuel. And remember, you always want to be on the sharp side. Hey, thanks for checking out our videos. If you want more expert advice on DraftKings, FanDuel, or any other daily fantasy sports, make sure you check out the current videos playlist. What's going on, Roto Grinders? Dean here at Steve 7804. If you want to get all technical on me, it is 503 on the dot on the East Coast, 203 on the West Coast, 403 Tennessee Times, of course. It is time for the flagship show here at Roto Grinders. It's called it's called Grinders Live. It's sponsored by Fantasy Draft. Joining me today, uh, two fellers that are about to uh, shotgun a, a beverage of some sort, batting first, leading off. Uh, Grant, you're about to shotgun a, a beer, which is certainly no punishment to you, but uh, what is this? Uh, is this because you liked Keith Fillmeyer yesterday? What is this retroactive for? Yeah, Fillmeyer versus you, Darvish. I took Fillmeyer because I'm a genius. It did not work out too well, so I obogged a good old beer shotgun and Travis. If only somebody told you in chat that Fillmeyer is a woke. I mean, if only somebody was around in chat that could have filled you oh, in. Oh, yeah. It's not like he was cruising through four innings and two negated double play balls made him give up three runs while he was going to be on pace for 25 points. Fillmeyer has not cruised since like 1972. What are you talking? He's, yeah. Fillmeyer cruising? I, I wasn't following it. Was he pitching okay? He went through four innings. He was, he had only given up two hits and yeah, he had 14 points, 12 points. All right, fair enough. And uh, so, yeah, you're gonna you're excited. You're gonna shotgun a beer in a second. So we're doing it live. We're definitely doing it live. You're gonna shotgun a beer. We got one uh, Mango in the first time this year, uh, as far as the flagship for baseball. Mango, welcome to the show. Yeah, I dressed up business casual business. So I got the little uh, you know nice outfit on up here, and then the casual I had to put the hat on for it. So business casual look. But I'm kind of mad at you, Dean. You're like probably a worse manager than Dave Roberts. Like you're batting Grant first and me second. Like. I don't know about that. I'm the speed guy. You're not going to put me at the top. I think he's willing to lead into a pitch. I don't, you, you're not so much. You're fragile. Fair, fair enough. Fair enough. But yeah, 
I, I'll say this. I do know that uh, the reason I lost a bet to Grant, which is, uh, it was the saddest thing ever. Um, he makes I the had, worst bets. How do you lose a bet to Grant? Oh, two you you lost. I gave know, you 20 points, Giolito over Carrasco, and you took it and you lost. Listen, I lost with DeAndre Ayton in like the best matchup you could get, you know, against uh, Derek White, I believe it was. Derek White ended up, he was like 6,300. So was eight in 6,300. White ends up going for, you know, 19 fantasy points, you know, didn't get there. But DeAndre and he gets hurt or ejected, one or the other. And uh, I lose by like 0.1 fantasy points. And uh, here I am. Uh, I'm the loser. How long have you not paid this debt for? This was like two months ago? Well, I've been waiting to do it the right time. And, uh, you know, th- this felt like the right time. So there we go. Well, there, and you're going to, sh- you don't, you're not drinking a, be- a beer. You're, you're going to shotgun a, a Red Bull, which, uh, it's my understanding. <laughs> you now, this is like a you. You will drink Red Bull like it's water. So you'll have like three or four at an average sitting or an average day sometimes. Yeah, no, I, I, dude, I love Red Bull. Red Bull's a good time. I drink it pretty often. So uh, it just depends if I'm in the mood, right? If I'm in like a streak of having it. Sometimes I'm not having it, but right now I'm currently, you know, drinking like two or three a day. You gotta love a good Red Bull. You say a streak. It's like I know you eat the Seven Eleven pizza when your teams are doing well as far as DFS. How does Red Bull factor in as far as like, is it? Is that a is that a slump buster or what? Uh, no, no, it's not a slump buster, Dean. Uh, but I mean, I'm sh- I, I never actually shotgunned. Like I have shotgunned a beer, but I've never done the shotgunning, right? Like putting the key in. So we're gonna do this live on air, and it's gonna be a disaster. Who knows if the rebels need all? What, what's your flavor of choice as far as the rebel? What are you rocking there? Uh, listen, you only go just just normal. You don't mess around with anything else. Uh, okay. If it's already good, don't don't mess with it. Okay, and I assume it's not sugar free. No, why would you go sugar free, Dean? That, Grant, <laughs> what's the whole point of drinking a rebel? There's tons of great sugar in there, right? Yeah, sugar's delicious. It's like drinking Jack Honey versus Fireball. There's no sugar in Jack Honey. So you guys want to knock out these beverages or what, Grant? I guess, are you guys batting first? You guys going in unison or how's this going down? Well, I have to teach Red Bull how, or teach Mango on how to shotgun. So you take the can, keeping the air pocket on top, take your keys and just push it in there, creating a hole. This is going well. This is going bad for me. There's not enough room for this, man. I just got it on my face. <laughs> well, we got it. Well, we got it. We're live. We're doing it live. Go ahead. All right. Ready? Oh. Three, two, one. Ready, Grant? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Grant's ridiculous. <laughs> oh man. How does that like? How does that go down your goal so quick? How does that work? I, 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 that's just a skill, I suppose, right? We, you know, we, we all have a little bit of Liam Neeson in this, so this is, that's your one particular set of skills, Grant? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, that and math. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get it all the way, but there's still some left. I'll drink it throughout the show. Are you going to nurse the Red Bull? <laughs> yeah, well, not, not like Crane nursing the five-hour energy. Crane nursing five-hour energy is the funniest thing. <laughs> he drinks it like in seven gulps, like it's a, it's like a martini glass or something. By the way, someone just said in chat, man going heart attack in three, two, one. Like, I, I could drop live on air. This would be interesting. No, you built up a tolerance. You, you said you drink like three or four days a day sometimes. Yeah, totally fair. Man going, uh, did you open the top? No, you didn't tell me to do that. I should have opened the top, I guess. <laughs> oh, geez. All right, well. Does that make oh, it yeah. easier? What, what was yes, your it makes it easier. It's, it's simple physics. When you open the top, it allows air to go in and liquid to come out. Totally. It creates a little bit of a vacuum, 
if you don't open the top, then it creates bubbles and it's tougher to- Science. Listen, I have one more downstairs. We're not running down to do this again. I'm not trying to drop dead on air. So uh, yeah. We'll make another bet. We'll do it soon enough. (laughs) Let's let's circle the wagons and get the baseballs, Bob's like. There you go. Yeah, (laughs) nobody circles the wagons like Grant, by the way. Speaking of, you know, fans dropping board starts popter here. Uh, Grant, last time uh, we did a show together, you took down your big GPP over there. Yeah, I took it down like three days in a row, but that's beside the point. I posted that, not because it, yeah. I, I, I've taken it down like six times this season, but it's not enough money for it to screenshot. I was just posting that because I told you I was going to get first and second. And you said, sure, Grant, you're an idiot, is essentially what you said. I'm paraphrasing. <laughs> it's funny. Somebody said in the chat, these youngsters never had to drink pineapple out of a can. I'm like, yeah, I never really thought about that. But, you know, that Red Bull can is kind of like the old school pineapple can. Are you guys aware of that? Are you too? Yes, I'm very much aware of that. You use it to make caribou loo. There you go. Yeah, well, it's a mixer of some sort as well, too. But, uh, all right. Oh, great. We do want to mention what's, go- what's going on as far as the Sharp Side app, as far as that contest. I know they have uh, three different pri- uh, times when they w- they're, they're paying out on it. They've already paid out once, I believe. Uh, the streak. Uh, t- tell the people what's going on. Yeah, I don't know how they haven't tweeted out a gif of Will Ferrell streaking, but we're going streaking here, guys. Sharp Side app. Tinder of sports betting. You swipe left, you swipe right. Currently has a streak contest where this round you can win $500 in FanDuel credits. Last round, someone won $500 in FanDuel credits. The last round, you can win $1,000 in FanDuel credits. All you have to do is make a bet, lock it in, and that, if you win, that adds to your streak. Only can have one bet active at one time. So as soon as that one ends, you can do it again. We are going to be giving out our streak bet of the day at the end of the show. Dave oh. will be correct. Mangones might be correct. Mine will be correct. Oh. Uh, listen, I just swiped on the app, but I don't have a lock button next to the thing I'm trying to do, so I don't know if it works or not. But. So you look at the bet in my bets, and you will see a lock right next to the bottom left of the bet or bottom right of the bet. I know. I, I do it all the time, though. I don't know why it's not there. Maybe because it's a money line. Can it not be a money line game? Uh, I think there are certain exclusions, which I figured out, because all I did was take minus 3,000 bets that were props to not hit a home run by Billy Hamilton, and you win every time. Yeah, that seems what? like the nuts. So uh, they, they, <laughs> there's they a prop bet on Billy Hamilton homering. He's so someone's not an inside of Parker, or he's not facing John Lester. You're good. Yeah, no, they're 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 very simple bets to make that are almost guaranteed. Or that, um, let's see, Lamarcus Aldridge won't get a triple double. Crane, tell me an update. Yeah, dude, dude, I don't have to. Like, I have locks next to everything but this one that I'm trying to pick. So I don't get it. Uh, whatever. Are, are you taking the favorite on the money line bet? Yeah, that's probably why. It's only minus yeah. 157, though, so. Yeah, I think the limit is minus 110. Okay, fair enough. All right, so we got a 13-gamer tonight. Uh, it's a 15-gamer on Vandal for what it's worth. If you're playing over there, uh, Boston versus the Yankees, uh, Musgrove versus Boyd, uh, Paxton versus Sale, you know, pretty uh, interesting pitching matchups over there. We're going to focus on uh, fans draft, DK. They have uh, 7 o'clock. They're just skipping the first two games as far as the slate. It's a big slate, Grant. Uh, we, we try to give a couple keys, a couple things we're kind of focusing it on, taking a screenshot as far as a slate. It's interesting because there's no, like, team totals that really jump off the board for me uh, as far as stacking. I think that ownership's going to be relatively spread out. Before we dive into a couple players, what's your overall thought as far as the slate tonight? There's a lot of good offenses, a lot of moderately cheap offenses. There are only two stu- real studs up top, and there is a probably five – Pitcher sample size of medium tier studs they can go with here. Um, I think the secret of the slate is to get one of these two top studs, one in particular, into your lineup and then kind of vary 
Like in multi-entering, you want to vary all these mid-tier, like 8K-ish range guys that have huge potential upside but could also end up in the negative. So you kind of want to figure that out and get slightly off the super chalky lineups uh, with guys that could potentially end up with just as much upside, just slightly less percentage, but are way, way less owned. So you're talking about top studs. I assume we're talking about top stud pitchers. Uh, I, I, are the two Glasnow and Strasburg for you? Uh, yes, it's very clearly those two with Glasnow very clearly to me being the favorite. All right, sell me on Glasnow. Dude's got a great, great matchup going up against Baltimore, who is not very good. One of the higher K rates on the slate, probably in the top 50%, but the one of the lowest, lowest ISOs, sub 300 Woba versus righties since the beginning of last year. Glass now, 30% K rate guy if we go back to the beginning of last year, but realistically, since he's come over to Tampa Bay, drastically better than that, has gotten rid of most of his walks. He's in a pitcher-friendly ballpark. Everything kind of points towards him. And what you'd be worried about is guys walking. There are two guys in the lineup over a 10% K rate, and one's not a big enough sample size to really validate that. Yeah, and a lot of that stuff, of course, you're looking at the plate IQ and the, yeah, Ruiz and Smith are 10% as, as far as the walk rate, as far as the K rate collectively. 21.5%, of course, if this game was in Baltimore, it'd be a little bit different story, uh, but still, Glasnow will be definitely in play. It's so weird. Uh, Glasnow got here fast, man. Life comes at you fast as far as Glasnow. This is the guy who, it wasn't that long ago we were picking on him. We always knew he had this great arm, but he, you know, he couldn't really harness it. But like you said, the trade in Tampa, and God, what a uh meadows and glasnell for for archer i like archer but i mean if there's two teams that know how to get pitchers at low like a low supply or a low demand it's houston and it's tampa bay they can take pitchers with huge potential and actually make them realize it look at garrett cole look at snell look at everyone that they've picked up they know what they're doing so it's you were like i normally want to rely on non longer term numbers houston and tampa bay make me not need to do that Charlie Morton, it's another example, which is kind of funny because one jump from uh, Houston to Tampa, right? Uh, yeah. All right, uh, Van Gogh, as far as you're, you're, uh, you're the cash game du jour, you're the one lineup guy. So, uh, you know, are, are you most likely going with Glasnow and Strasburg as your SP1? Yeah, so it's an interesting conversation here. Like, Glasnow, he is the guy, right? Like, he's the chalk, he's going to be a really good pitcher. And I, I kind of want to dive in and play a little devil's advocate. So I looked at... All right. I looked at Glass now and I said, well, you know, Grant's talking about all these long-term numbers. Well, why have his walks changed? Like, are we not worried that there could be walk issues? He also is not going to have a favorable ump. It's a hitter's umpire. That's kind of scary. And if you look at the numbers too, if you're going to tell me, oh, well, Glass now's walks, you know, they're, they're not an issue anymore. Well, I could say, well, this Orioles team, the, lately they've been walking a ton. If you look at the plate IQ, and again, this is short-term data on these guys, you know, VR in 52 at-bats, 11.5% walk rate. Mancini, 118 uh, Smith, 10.4. Ruiz, 19%. It's only 42 plate experiences. But if you're going to tell me that, you know, Glass now is just not walking guys anymore and you're going to use that sample, I can use the Orioles, you know, walk rate sample and argue that the umpire could be an issue. So I'm just kind of trying to figure out, is Glass now worth a fade in tournaments to go to Strasburg instead? Because I'm kind of building more of like a top-end pitcher with a bottom-end pitcher at, currently right now. I'm not going the Strasburg and Glass now route at this current time. It could obviously change, but I do think that there's a really good low-value pitcher that I like. And I'm debating between Glass now and Strasburg. I don't have a strong take on one or the other, but I'm leaning Glass now right now and could switch over to Strasburg, uh, you know, as the show goes on, as the rest of the night goes on. And, of course, Strasburg's facing the future Giants who, you know, they're out of their ballpark, and it's a ballpark upgrade because anywhere outside of San Francisco is a ballpark upgrade. But, you know, not that Washington's a great ballpark to hit in. I think it's okay. It's better than we think. 
I know it's something Cardi talks about as far as sitting there in Washington, but uh, nonetheless, the, that San Francisco lineup is pretty awful from a uh, from a power perspective, from a you know just being afraid of them, uh, you know, putting the ball in play or uh, let, me, let me go ahead and fire up the the K rates as far as collectively 19.4 percent. Nice see Duggar at the top. Uh, he's got a big uh, K percentage, 29. Point. 6%, uh, Belt, uh, Crawford, Longoria, those guys all strike out in the 20s as well. Now, there is Panic, who's annoying, and Posey's annoying as well. Those guys don't strike out much at all. They're not, like, good hitters, but they don't strike out either. Um, yeah, so I, 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 it's an interesting – I'm going to try to build just the two of them just for fun, but I think my main lineup – I'm with you, Mangone, as far as one up top and one kind of in the mid-tier, one kind of down, down low. I, I was too busy <laughs> getting into it on Twitter today. Uh, and I didn't have time to build a lineup. So, unfortunately, I don't know exactly where I'm going personally, but in my head, I, I have, uh, you know, battle plans for sure. we got an hour after the show to make this work. Uh, beyond those two pitchers, Grant, there's still uh, – there's a lot of good names, a lot of good pitchers that are, that are worth watching for sure. Uh, Robbie Ray, yeah, Flaherty, he's fine, but I'm not, I'm not going to pick on him again with Milwaukee. Uh, Maeda is okay, I suppose. McHugh, uh, John Gray is kind of interesting. Beaver versus Seattle. Uh, Quintana versus the Marlins, like – Man, Quintana, like, will the will of Quintana stand up, right, Grant? But this Marlon team obviously is pretty terrible. And we've seen an upside out of Quintana, which is nice. But I still uh, – he's hard to trust, right? He's hard to trust when he's in a matchup where he should be hard to trust. He is not that hard to trust today in his matchup. He's going against the Marlins. It's over in Miami. When you don't want to trust him is when the Vegas odds are not really in his favor currently a 3.54 projected run total for the Marlins. Yes, he could get blown up. Anyone could get blown up. You're just more likely to think about it from a guy that you know in the past gets blown up more. He's fine. I'm not worried about it at all. Even if it goes badly, he's still probably going to put up a respectable enough score. I'll tell you that the bad things, though, about the Marlins lineup, not sure if they're going to peak just yet. Rojas in there, he strikes out less than 10%. Uh, Prado doesn't strike out much at all. Again, not a good stick, but doesn't strike out much. There's no O'Brien in there. He strikes out a ton, and Austin Dean doesn't strike out a bunch either. So we're looking at, you know, this is the Marlins team, but, you know, on the, on the season, if uh, last I checked, have struck out more than anybody else. Uh, at least that was against Brady's. I'm not sure what the ones against lefties. But they've been striking out a lot this year, for what it's worth. But this lineup, uh, historically, doesn't strike out a lot. Mango, what say you as far as Quintana? Yeah, man, I don't really ever get him too right. So I'm just staying away, right? I'm the one lineup guy. Uh, I just don't think he's a guy that I'm going to touch. I get it in tournaments. It's just one of those guys. Uh, one of those guys that's a raw start in your own risk. And uh, how much, you know, how much, uh, I'm losing the word for it, but how much risk can you take, right? And I'm not willing to take that. I'm not going to stomach it. There's other guys I'd rather look at. So no Jose Quintana for me, Dean. I'm just going to absolutely pass on it. Risk tolerance. Is that what you're looking for there? Yeah, uh, Yep, exactly. The uh, the Red Bull is it kicking in? Just you're going to be talking even faster under the Red Bull. How does that work? What are the side effects? Yeah, I don't know. I know it gives you wings, so I might fly away uh, throughout the show. But don't. Yeah, I hope horrible there's no reference. Order. Horrible reference. I made sure not to do that. <laughs> Listen, I, I I got I got a better I got a worse reference coming throughout the show. So uh, you know that's not even my. You're problem. calling your shop for a terrible reference. Is that what's uh, going on here? Yeah, it's going to be forced and pretty terrible. Uh, so, Mango, give us your SP2. Well, how about this, Grant? Let's try to guess who his SP2 is because I have a guess who it may or may We haven't discussed this. Uh, I think it's Kyle Gibson. Grant, uh, that, that's the answer I'm locking in as far as uh, Mangone's SP2. What's so, Someone listened to the morning grind today. He's oh, cheap. He's I got think. a good matchup. He's got decent K stuff. He's not that bad. He <laughs> had enough pitches in his last start. 
yeah, it's not that hard to guess that he's going to be one of the chalkier SP2s on the slate. And if you just probably read Cheese's Good article, you probably know who his SP2 is going to be. What, six pitchers have gotten Toronto to six innings of no-hit ball? They have a 26% K rate in their lineup. Gibson has similar numbers to Quintana, so there's upside with about the same amount of downside here. Yeah. Outside of Danny Jansen, everybody else in this lineup has struck out what, at least 21, 22% or so collectively. Not that Kyle Gibson. I like how you put 21% as the cutoff instead of just going down to 20% and saying everyone struck over that amount. No, well, Jansen's at 16.7% uh, from 2017 to 2018. I'm not really sure what, uh, what years you're using. Fair enough, 2018 through 2019. Oh, was, you're trying to, like, you're trying to. <laughs> Yeah, uh, well, I mean, yeah, I guess Jansen's been striking out more. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know exactly what to, you know, grouping to use. I, I like to lean on the biggest sample size just as a general rule. But yeah, I just pulled up what you had, 18 to 19. So what do you think about Chris Davis today? I think he's going to strike out three times. I mean, but use a big enough sample size, good chance he hits a bomb. Well, I wouldn't say it's a good chance. There's a chance. I mean, <laughs> he averages more home runs per at-bat throughout his career than a lot of guys on the slate. Well, okay. Well, I'm not talking about sample size from 2006. <laughs> At a certain point, you have to recognize these guys change, right? D- Dean, will you shock in a beer if Chris Davis hits a homer today? No. No? no. I, try, I, I still think you owe me one for that Giolito outscoring Carrasco by 20 points. Was that on me? Yeah. Um, okay. I mean, I'll, I'll, not a beer, though. Water? I'll, uh, I'll how about you shotgun an Arizona green tea? I don't drink. No, I don't drink that. Do you drink anything out of a can? <laughs> sure, I can. I just don't like green tea. Like it is Arizona products. I don't know. You can shotgun a Pepsi in honor of your friend Pepsi. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought you were thinking of a different friend. Um, <laughs> yeah, so Mango and confirm. Is that your SPT right now at, at Gibson as far as you know on fans draft on DK? Yeah, that's currently my SP. I, you know, I don't like this Blue Jays offense. I don't think it's really that good. Gibson is a guy I was on like, you know, mid last year. He changed his like whole like arm slot, the way he was throwing the ball. And he's been good since then. And I'm, I'm a Byron Kyle Gibson. Again, he's not a guy I'd pay 10K for by any means, but uh, he's a guy that for cheap helped me get in the bats because there's a lot of bats to talk about on this slate. He's a guy I'm definitely going to look to roster in tournaments, in cash games. Again, I'm still debating on the idea of maybe like pivoting off some higher price bats and kind of getting off Gibson in cash because there is some risk to it. I don't know if I want to stomach it. I might just do the glass now and the Strasburg route and kind of call it a day. But uh, I do like the way that the glass now and Gibson builds are kind of forming at this time. We do live in the world of a salary cap for sure. Uh, do you have like another crapper, like a Heath Billmeyer type, if you will, Grant, as far as like a, a pivot away from Gibson? Because like you said, uh, the morning grime is talking about it. Cheese was talking about it. I was talking, talking about it. It's no secret how terrible this Toronto lineup is. Not that Gibson's great as far as uh, he's like just an average run of the mill pitcher, not big K rate around 20% or so. Uh, but give me a pivot in that area uh, that might be uh, worth looking at as far as tournaments to get away from Gibson. I mean, you can go with Jorge Lopez or Dylan Bundy if you really want to, but <laughs> there's the safety is not the word there. There's strikeout upside with both of those guys. Lopez strictly because of the matchup. Bundy strictly because he's Dylan Buddy. He's going to strike out a ton of guys and then give up six home runs. Um, but there's not really a safe option. Like You can tell by just looking at Vegas totals, there's no safe options. In the 6K range, you can't have your cake and eat it too. There's a reference for you, Dean. That's Marie Antoinette. No, that was the meat cake. Never mind. <laughs> the meat we're, cake. 
<laughs> we were going, well, I went on a little rant at the beginning of the show off air about how Van Gogh doesn't catch any pop culture references. And I guess, you know, that's not really a pop culture reference. That's just a saying that we have in our vernacular. Yeah, uh, it's not in my vernacular for what it's worth. <laughs> you've never heard that before? You've never Wait, heard Really? Have you never left you've your never house? You've never heard somebody say, <laughs> they want their cake and they want to eat it too? Oh, I thought you said something else. No, I've definitely heard that one. Never mind. I thought you said like something completely different. Maria and Toinette left the meat cake. That's a whole other yeah, line. I heard Maria and Toinette and I was like, I don't even know what they're talking about right now. Oh, right. <laughs> but I've heard, I've heard the eat your cake and eat it. Yes, I've heard that reference. I, I know. Do we have any other thoughts? Uh, of course, they'll span, expand throughout the show. And if like the players come up in our question and answer session, uh, we turn it over to the chat. If that last 10, 15 minutes of the show, depending on how we're running as far as time. Uh, of course, if you guys are watching us on YouTube, feel free to like and subscribe. Uh, fire out your questions. Our fabulous multitasking producer, D-Train, he's going to compile those questions and have them ready for us at the end of the show. And of course, if you guys are in the regular Roadrunners chat, we'll uh, knock out those questions as well. And coming up shortly in our premium peak, we're going to take a look at the expert survey and you guys are going to answer the expert survey live. We're going to do it live. No pressure. Uh, Grant, any other uh, thing that we should touch on as far as pitchers? Of course, there's a ton out there, a ton that are worth playing. Uh, kind of mentioned Flaherty in passing. We mentioned Maeda in passing, McHugh, Gray, the Beebs. Any other thoughts here? I mean, guys that are worth it for the upside, John Gray, Dylan Bundy, Freed. Let's see who else. There's, there's quite a bit of them. Pavetta, Mats. All these guys have massive upside just they have just as much downside they can end anywhere on the spectrum whereas mo some guys are just going to end up right there around 20 points oh and Bieber yeah I, I have two pitchers too like in tournaments a different way to build like on DraftKings do a John Gray and a Musgrove build or even on you know other sites just I think those two guys are really interesting high upside tournament options that yeah they can blow up in your face but uh I, I like their uh, ceiling today at their price so Musgrove by the way for what it's worth uh not on the DK slate not in the face he got you good Trav he got you good so, yeah <laughs> I have a quick QQ for Dean. Uh, who had a better season, the Pistons or Cavs? From Big oh, T in chat. Come on, it's a ridiculous question. So it's the Cavs, right? Because getting I, to the I, I, I'm is... happy to go on Big T's podcast or on any forum. We'll have a conversation about this and talk. Uh, we'll, we'll talk it out instead of Dean. Asking so just a quick question: the, if the Detroit didn't make the playoffs, they'd have a 0.5 percent chance of getting Zion, right? Well, they, you get, there's four different chances to win the lottery. I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but there's not four four shots. One through four are uh, lottery pending. So that's greater than – they have greater than a 0.5% chance of winning the lottery, if that's your question. Dude, yeah, I just so. threw Red Bull all over me, the leftovers. It's <laughs> Why was there leftovers? You're supposed to knock it I couldn't out. finish it. It's all over the chair. It's a oh, This is bad. Dude, are you, seriously, we can't take you anywhere. Yeah, that's very true, man. So don't, when don't... your mom comes into that room and asks why you're all sticky, what are you going to say? <laughs> I, I don't know what I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on. Mango and can't have his <laughs> Um All right. Uh, yeah, so got derailed here for a second. Uh, let's talk about hitters. Let's talk about sticks. It's interesting, Grant. You said they're always great offenses. I don't agree. Uh, I, I think Washington's a good offense against uh, Rodriguez today, which is kind of interesting. Tampa, I love, but I hate that ballpark picking on Bundy. Uh, the Dodger lefties should absolutely maul Tyler Bali. That wasn't intended. It just kind of worked out with the whole ball Bali thing. But uh, he is a disaster when it comes to facing lefties. And, of course, the Dodgers have a pile of lefties. Not really sure if Bellinger's going to give it a go. We got hit last night in a pitch, so definitely pay attention to that if he, uh, if he cracks that lineup or not, if he gets another day because he was pulled last night. Uh, I don't think, and of course you have the, the you know, the game, Texas and, uh, what well, Texas and the Anaheim, which by the way, the angels, 
uh, I didn't realize this. There's a new park coming next year for the Rangers. I had no, I was watching the broadcast. You learn something new every single day. Apparently, this is the last season. And like I, you know, I'm old enough to remember when this stadium opened. Nonetheless, uh, Mangone, your favorite hitter on the slate when you consider dollar for dollar, where you at? Uh, yeah, if you told me favorite hitter, you know, obviously it'd be Mike Trout, but like, come on, let's uh, let's actually like dive into the slate a little bit. It, it's Sinsu Chu. I think he's a phenomenal play. I really like the matchup for him today, too. Uh, I just think it's too good of a spot to fade him. There's so much value there with him. Also, if you look, uh, Dean, you and I were talking off air, right? We we're talking about the stack cast stuff, right? Uh, I like leaning to the stack oh, yeah. cast. <clears throat> Yeah, so I'm trying to pull it up because I'm oh, I'm stuck on the pitcher, so I can uh, kind of pull that up right now. A lot of things stuck over there. That's very true. Um, yeah, let's. But Chinchu Chu, I believe it was the hard hit percentage, right? Uh, it's one of like the highest in the league between amongst hitters. Yeah, he hasn't really like hit a ton out of the park, but I think there's a lot of opportunity for him too. I think he's like eighth I'm seeing right here. Yeah, and hard hit percentages pulled it up. Uh, ninth actually in hard hit percentage, so that's really great. Uh, hitting 21 balls, 95 miles an hour. Uh, you know, off the bat, this is a really good spot for Sin Chu Chu. I'm a big fan of him. He might not be getting the barrels right now, but the barrels will come, right? If you're crushing the ball, eventually the barrels are going to happen. So uh, I, I like Sin Chu Chu's chances tonight. Big fan of him. Grant, who's one of your favorite hitters? Now, Grant comes at the, the slate and more of a, a tournament perspective for what it's worth. One of your favorite hitters tonight, Grant? Dean, I do both. I do whatever I want. I'm an adult. Um, but, like, <laughs> I didn't know that. You play a lot of cash games? I wasn't aware of this. I've played pretty much every single format on every single site since – DFS like started well my bad for being presumptuous i apologize continue just, i thought i thought pudding. you two were like best friends didn't you share banana pudding or something we we share, pudding, I mean, but when you're eating pudding your mouth is full and you can't really talk too much <laughs> fair enough um i mean honestly there, there there's a lot of good plays alonzo though is a wee bit too underpriced here lopez is not a very good pitcher um, very obviously. And Alonzo's hitting the ball well this season. He's a very good hitter. He has the platoon splits. And Lopez gives up a decent amount more hard contact or a bit more fly balls and more hard contact versus lefties than he does versus righties. He doesn't strike out a whole lot of guys, which is good for Alonzo. He has a 200 Woba since the beginning of last year versus lefties here. Alonzo's sitting at 3.9K here. And yeah, he's just too darn cheap. Outside of him, I was going to go with Vogelbach, but he's not in the lineup. But Jay Bruce is, and Jay Bruce has been crushing it. Why would you want to pick on the Beebs, man? Um, what's his hard contact rate, Dean? About 40-ish. Like 45 versus lefties? Yeah, yeah. yeah, 40-ish versus righties, but 45 versus lefties. He owns a 377 Woba, 226 ISO versus lefties here. His K rate is slightly lower. Like, he doesn't give up. He doesn't get a whole lot of ground balls versus lefties compared to righties, where it's 56% compared to 35%. He's just way worse versus lefties, and Bruce is fantastic at hitting righties. Yeah, I mean, I'm a sucker for the dude's a lot of girth as well, too, as far as Bogobach, but, uh, you know, it's a 13 game slate. I don't I feel like you're just now doing this intentionally. <laughs> doing what? <laughs> Talking about dude's girth? <laughs> well, I mean, you've seen Bogobach before, right? You watch. Yeah. I mean, I, I know Mangone likes to pretend to watch the games. He watches the games by watching like little dots on a computer screen. But you actually, if you actually watch the game, you can see Vogelbach's a girthy dude. He's husky. Yeah, he's probably also got a Nick Foles appendage. <laughs> Dean, I know, I know he's got girth when I see uh, Vogelbach steps of the box and I see his weight and height. So uh, you know, I'm. I'm, I'm <laughs> they don't have that on Yahoo's stat tracker. You can Google it. It's on his Fangraphs page, Dean. 
You can't. You always got time to Google when you're playing Fortnite. What are you talking about? Oh yeah, like most people in fantasy don't go to Fangraphs page or just their any stats page and see their height and weight. Let's go around the horn. Let's knock out our favorite players position by position. Uh, start with the catcher position, Van Gogh. It's all yours. Oh, I don't want the catcher position to be all mine, but if it is all mine, uh, sure, I'll I'll play Grandal, Real Muto, and a studio at the top, right? Those are like the top like guys. If you force me to pick three, but if you you know we live in a world of salary cap, as some schmuck has said once, um, Jeff, Jeff Mathis and Jonathan Lucroy are the value plays, right? Those are guys that definitely would look to. Yeah, Mathis is not the greatest, but he's twenty eight hundred. Uh, you know, very cheap over on DK. That that kind of fits in some bats, right? Get you the Mike Trouts of the world. So I like him a little bit. But batting fifth, I mean, Jonathan Lucroy. Listen. No one likes to play Jonathan Lucroy, but he's bad in fifth. Angels are in Texas, hot weather. You know, everything's lining up for him. So those are the two value guys. And at the top, if you have the money, Grindal, Riamuto, and Estudio, or how do you say his name? I can't say his name correctly. But- La Tortuga. Yeah, La Tortuga, the tortoise, as you call him, Dean. Uh, he would be my number one uh, raw points play. Some schmuck once called him La Tortuga. Uh, Grant, what do you have for your catcher? What, what were you left there, my man, Go. Uh, I mean, Tyler Flowers is super cheap. He's going up against Robbie Ray, who does strike out a decent amount of guys, but Flowers, he has a 453 Woba since the beginning of last year versus lefties. Ray gives up a 46% hard hit rate, walks a ton of guys. So there's going to be guys on base here. Flowers is a hidden bomb today. Yeah, did I hear? I know he's cheap, but man, go Jeff Mathis. I mean, that really is scraping the barrel. Like, it's, you know, batting ninth at home, like, you know, he's a dreadful hitter. I understand what you're doing. They're just going to make things work because, again, you, the schmuck who said that we live in the world with salary cap, it actually is true. So that's why he would roster Mathis. <laughs> uh, first base, Grant. Let's talk about first course. Don't tell me what to do. Well, I already talked about Jay Bruce and Alonzo. Both of them are first basemen. Both of them are fantastic plays for tournaments. Jose Abreu, same team as Alonzo. Can't play them both because we live in a world of a salary cap and set lineups where you can only have one position. Not on fancy draft. Yeah, not on fancy draft, but on some of them. Fancy draft, best set out there. Also our sponsor, a fancy draft. <laughs> um, you keep winning over there, apparently. Yeah, I do. I keep crushing it. I'm the best in the world. Um, no, I, 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 I got too busy stroking my eagle there. Ego there, just talking about my own girth. Uh, Ronald Hearns, though, very, very underpriced here. Going against Lopez, who has been just god-awful today. Walking a lot of guys. Guys are going to be on base. Bad fourth, only 3.9K there. Um, you can go with any of these other tournament guys with power going up against someone with a huge amount of hard contact. Encarnacion, um, Choi is a guy going up against someone with a whole lot of home run upside and, ba- and Bundy. Outside of them, like, I'm, I'm mostly just looking for home runs here at first base in tournaments. Yeah, if you're looking for home runs, I mean, roster yourself some max. If you don't have any max, you might be Muncie in the middle of nowhere because he's going to bang one off a of molly. Spoiler alert, he's going to be one of my uh, dongs later on in the show. Uh, what do you have for you there, uh, Van Gogh, as far as first baseman? Yeah, so my note said, like, let Grant talk about Chris Davis and Reese Hoskins against the lefty, and none of that happened. Um, pretty <laughs> shocked. Uh, Look, Hoskins, is, a Hoskins is always just implied. Okay, I'm just, I, I know what you said that on another show, but I was just making sure that's all, you know. Uh, but uh, the, the guys I'm looking at really are uh, G-Man Choi and uh, Yonder. Also, Alonso. Hoskins not in the lineup. Oh, I didn't know he was not in the lineup, so that's unfortunate. But, yeah, Choi and uh, Alonzo are really the two guys that I'm really looking at. Um, they're really good plays. And then Albert Poulos is in that range, and people might throw him in their angel stack. Listen, just avoid Albert Poulos, guys. He's freaking terrible. Like, uh, don't do the Albert Poulos thing. Find some other guy to put at first base. I know the position's bad, but if the angel stack is going to be chalky, which I presume it's going to be, 
Uh, I think Albert Pujols is the guy to fade from the Angels stack. I don't want any part of a chalky Angels stack for what it's worth on a 13-game slate. Against Miner, who's not dreadful. Also, he's not terrible. Um, yeah, uh, uh, Muncy, I talked about. I liked uh, the, the Choi call. And one more I'll throw into the conversation. Well, two more. Uh, I don't mind Rizzo. He's fairly cheap, a local boy, and also Zimmerman. I like this Washington team to absolutely beat up uh, Pudge Rodriguez's kid, uh, you know, metaphorically, not literally. Uh, second base keystone position, Grant, it's all yours. Oh, you just went back to me again? Well, that's weird. Well, it's a back nope. and forth. That's a, have you been on the show before? I don't pay attention when you speak. That's how, that's how, that's how a batting order works, Grant. We're, we're back up to the top view. We got around the order. Dean got out, but uh, we're starting off the inning now right here with you. Okay. I mean, so we can start off with Cano. Lefty versus Pavetta is always a good thing, and Pavetta's been a little bit rough to start out the year here, and Cano is just one of the cheapest guys on the board here. Fletcher batting leadoff is the cash game guy just because he's 3.6K in a five implied total Angels game. Uh, or five implied total Angels team. Flaherty gives up hard contact, so you can go with Moose if you really want to. Muncie has second base eligibility. You already mentioned him. He's your dung, I'm sure, later, is what you said. Outside of them. Well, yeah, unless I'm a liar. That's what I said. Yeah, I already threw it out. I was, that was kind of a tease, but yeah, go ahead. Well, I just wasn't sure if you knew who he was because he's over 19. But in any case, <laughs> Ozzy Alvey's closer to 19. You probably know who he is. He's good. Um, yeah, Robbie Ray, obviously, just can give up tons of hard contact. If you can't tell, I'm stacking the uh, Braves today. But Albies is very much in play. He's one of my favorite tournament guys. Fangone? Yeah, it's pretty simple. It's it's Dozier, right? He's in too good of a spot. I want to get some uh, Derek Rodriguez uh, exposure. I want to not 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 playing him, but I want to get attack Derek Rodriguez, right? And uh, Ryan uh, Dozier is a really good option to do that with. So I like him a ton. He's a great value play. And then Fletcher too, part of that Angel team batting first. I think he's a tremendous value. Have to like him a lot. And those are really the two guys as the value plays I like. But I really like Jose Altuve if you got money to spend it. So no, first of all, how is Fletcher a tremendous value? I'm not really sure what your site you're looking at, but he's. Basically the same price as Cano. Cano's a clearly better player. Mustakas is $300 more. Alves is $300 more. The funds aren't that tight. Dean, you, you can either go with Glass now and Fletcher or Cano and Strasburg. We live in a world with salary cap. I understand, but you can save $100 in another different spot. I don't he, he, he's also that. batting first. Like, there's value in that. Oh, he's so he's batting can, first. There's, yeah, there's, it's not like he's going up against a worse pitcher by far. And it's, it's also a terrible stick, and him batting first as opposed to Cano batting, what, third or fourth? It's I mean, not a big difference. We're talking will you, about Will you chug a beer if David Fletcher hits a homer tonight? <laughs> <laughs> if he beats all the other second basemen, I will chug a beer. So number one home run. Okay, we got it booked. If he is the number one scoring second baseman today, David Fletcher, Dean will chug a beer on air. Book it. Okay. <laughs> Did you give you gave your thoughts as far as second, right? Great. But I do want to throw out there the diminutive uh Jose Altuve. He, I mean, I guess I know it's a terrible ballpark, but the dude's been you cut me off, Dean. I loved Altuve. I was trying to talk oh, about well, him. Because I couldn't your egregious take in calling Fletcher a value because literally Cano is a hundred dollars more. Dean, the chat's going to get after you. Fletcher is the same price. Stop, Dean. Fletcher is a very good value play today. Batting first. Yes, he is. And there's and when we talked, we talked off air, and you said, is Cole Calhoun in the lineup? Because he could, uh, David Fletcher could turn into Cole Calhoun. No, Cole Calhoun's in the lineup, so David Fletcher won't turn into Cole Calhoun. I wasn't saying good. But you were worried about it, and now you shouldn't be worried. We're going to get. Can you stop bringing up the things we talk about off air on air? It's it's starting to embarrass me. Okay, fair enough. I was going to go somewhere, and you should be really glad I didn't, Dean. Did you want to say something about, about Altuve? I was, no, I, I was going to say something something um, that would have maybe embarrassed you. 
Oh, oh, oh so it happened off air? Oh, boy. Was it happening over pudding? I don't know if it actually happened. Um, I was <laughs> going to say that it happened. Otherwise known as bring out fraudulent information. Not fraudulent. Untrue, false, false information. Libel, I believe. Is the uh, do I have, to, I have a, a lawyer, a very well-known lawyer in the DFS, DFS industry, no less, that I could stick on you. Is it is it siege? Because if so, I'm pretty sure I'm going to get off scot free. <laughs> yes, you probably would. <laughs> there need to be 20, 20 to twenty five witnesses for if they matter. <laughs> there will be at least twenty or twenty five witnesses in Oakland tonight. And uh, if Altuve bangs with that once again, that's what he's doing. He's been doing that in the reg, of course, like five foot two, five foot three, diminutive Altuve. If he's facing Marco Estrada and his fly ball tendencies, terrible ballpark. But I don't mind him if you want to spend up a bit. Uh, we are behind on time because there's been so much shenanigans, boys. Uh, hot corner, third base, man, go, go. Yeah, so this is like the loaded position of the slate, but Jose Ramirez, he's my top guy. Uh, also really like Anthony Rendon, talked about him a little bit, wanting to attack Rodriguez. He's actually number five in plate IQ rating on the slate. And we also have Alex Bregman, who's another guy I like a ton, second in plate IQ rating on the slate. And I also really like Matt Carpenter. I like Nolan Arenado. Like, it's just a it's just a tremendous spot for these uh, third basemen. And one more I'm going to give you, it's Josh Donaldson. If you look at the numbers, you know, all the, you know, batted ball data and stuff, I could pull it up right now, but he's been crushing the ball and, you know, he hasn't hit a ton of home runs he's just getting unlucky i really like josh donaldson i think he's a phenomenal play as well great what he said okay See, good. that's called saving time dean yeah i appreciate that because we're actually behind on time knock, knock out short stuff for me okay yeah. um okay fine man go go ahead real quick anderson simmons and carlos correa and i'm done there you go you can talk Grant. seager yeah, so I'm a little bit torn on Seager because, uh, man, going, if you look at the uh, the batted ball data on him, it's been down this year, and he, of course, is coming back. Yeah, because it's such a huge sample size. We know how you like big sample sizes. I do, but I'm saying if you look at the sample from last year as opposed to this year, it's been down as far as his exit velocity, as far as his barrels per at bat. And I, I don't know, again, there's a little bit of cause concern because this guy's, there's, there's already a red flag in coming back from injury, but, of course, he's facing Molly, who is an absolute disaster versus lefties, so – I'm torn. I'm probably going to have some Seager, but I think he's also an interesting fade as well. And, you know, look, uh, I'm, just, I'm just a little bit concerned as far as uh, he may be playing through something or not 100% back. That's my thought on it. That's not yeah. reasonable? I mean, you can make anything sound reasonable. <laughs> You're just a good talker. Well, I mean, I, I, I appreciate that. Doesn't sound, I'm waiting. I'm looking for like the slight in that conversation. Like that's not like that's Well, you could probably say that, oh, he's over the age of 19. He's going downhill. So. That's reasonable. And it, you're, you don't think you think there's a hundred percent chance he's perfectly fine? No, I don't think there's a hundred percent chance of anything in baseball. Well, okay, sure. Uh, anything else that's worth talking about? Is we're just going to talk about those two dudes. And that's it. G give me a tournament pivot. Trevor Story uh, versus Trevor Story, Dejong, Correa, Baez, Andres, Polanco. I can name a whole bunch of tournament pivots. This is baseball. I'm giving them the best place. Give me your favorite pivot. I don't know, probably Story just going against the lefty. Him and Arenado are going to be under own because it's a terrible stack today, but they can hit the ball out versus a lefty anytime. My, two of my favorites are Segura and Correa. like them a ton because they have power upside. They have steel upside. That's called the jack in the bag, uh, according to Pepsi 7. Well, again, I'm going to have some Pepsi's going to have his lawyer sick, you know, sick on you because. Oh, I quoted him. I quoted him. I'm good. Right, you got to give him credit. That, that, I guess that's reasonable, I suppose. And I, I just, I hate these. I feel like this Minnesota lineup's going to score some runs against Sanchez and just. All these dudes are like the same, basically. Uh, I, I don't necessarily like Polanco as a one-off, but if you're stacking Minnesota, for sure, Polanco throw in that stack. How, how, how many uh, how many bombs has Sanchez given up this year? Just a quick question. Zero. That is correct. End of, end of, end of questioning. 
<laughs> so I just want to make sure. Well, what was the what were you just dogging me on about a minute or two? Was it about sample sizes? Just to clarify for the record. Yeah, how did he do last year? Was he a great ground ball pitcher that didn't give up bombs? <laughs> he uh, let me pull up my sheet now. Point uh, eight two homers in the last year, including the season as well. But uh, he wasn't like a good pitcher. He got beat up otherwise. Yeah, it's not like home runs are the most important thing when picking a batter. Well, here's the thing. If he gives up four or five runs not via the homer and he's out of the game by the fourth or fifth inning, there's a bullpen lurking that's not particularly good. That is true. You got me there. You really got Boom! me good. Maybe I should defend myself. So much screw my DFS lawyer. Uh, outfielders, man, go to yours. Yeah, so Mike Trout is the top overall play. My top value play, though, is Sin Su Chu. Got to like him a lot. Uh, Jock Peterson at the top, too. I think he's going to hit one on a mallet like him a ton. Uh, he's got the third-rated plate IQ rating, which I like in the Roto-Rounders lineup builder. So, guys, check that out. Uh, then we got uh, Hunter Pence. He's a value outfielder you can look at. Nazara, like him a ton, too. You know, those Texas outfielders, I'm definitely going to be targeting a ton. They might be a little chalky, but I'm a fan. Same with Angels outfielders. I think Carlos Gonzalez, he's another interesting value play that you can go to if you want to do a kind of a contrarian mini stack of the Indians. And then I also really like, besides what you guys talked about with Aaron Sanchez, regression, I think, is coming here. And we got a bad bullpen. Uh, I like the Twins outfielders for their home run upside. Brent? Um, let's see. Polka is super cheap. Granny has not gotten a hit yet this year, but they're <laughs> irrelevant, right, Dean? Um, Jimenez is cheap enough. Um, I'm just going to say that I like the White Sox, too. But Chu, obviously, one of the main guys. Hunter Pence is not very good, but you can include him in a stack. Gallo is going to hit a bomb, maybe two of them today. And I like Acuna quite a bit over in the Braves game. Yeah, I want to say Austin Meadows. I think people are going to ignore him just because he's kind of he's a, a some sticker shock, right? He's really, really expensive. One of the most expensive outfielders on the slate. Of course, he's facing Bundy, who gives up more home runs than pretty much anybody. If you want to extend the See, last that year, that was an intelligent call. I'm proud of you. Thank you. I, I, I don't. I can't. I don't understand this grant. Like you're strrangely complimentary and strange, strangely antagonistic. It's like I can't. You I, can't get, I can't get your spirits too high, and I can't have them too low. I just kind of try and keep them. <laughs> We do have to move on. Let's do the screen share. Uh, I've got about 14 minutes or so before we step aside and get out of here. We want to answer as many questions as possible, too. But I wanted to ask you guys, let's run through the old MLB expert survey. Of course, this is just one of the things we have on premium. We have the uh, value rankings, uh, cheeses musings, the lineup HQ, the plate IQ, uh, you know, the ownership percentages, the, uh, the, the plate IQ rankings that Mangone keeps, uh, keeps referencing. Uh, lots of stuff. There's more things we don't have time to get to, I suppose. Crunch time, which is coming up after us with the one, the apparition, Jesus, and I believe Andy means as well. Of course, you have Roth with weather also. If any sort of weather is working, they'll knock it out for you. Mangone, you're going to bat first. Grant, you're going to bat second. Mangone, who's your favorite cash game play today? Favorite cash game play is Sin Su Chu. Big fan of him all around the industry. Think he's a phenomenal value. Like him a lot. Grant, Chew. in the batting order. <laughs> I'm going to go with Chu. Also. I just didn't want to keep saying Grant, then go, then go, Grant, Grant. Well, uh, I mean, we can go with Fletcher, actually. I don't want to no, say that's No, don't do that. Why would you play him when you can play Cano? Well, Dean, you can play him both. Well, yeah. Who's your favorite uh, pitcher, Van Gogh? Yeah, I think it's Glass now, right now. Uh, but man, it's really close between him and Strasburg. I, I'm, I'm probably just going to follow the herd on Glass now and just buy into what he's been doing this season. But I am slightly worried about the stuff with last year. But it's the Orioles; they're terrible. So give I should have specified that's for cash games. But I guess that's you're probably answering for cash games anyway, right? Cash tournaments, whatever. I'll find other places to be different. Cash game pitcher there, Grant. It's Glass now. Favorite hitter for tournaments, Van Gogh. Favorite hitter for tournaments. Um, let's see. I'll go with. 
Um, I'll go with Josh Donaldson. Okay. <laughs> Actually, no, we'll go Tyler Flowers. They go in your favorite pitch, uh, cheap pitcher for cash games. That's an SP2, if you will. Yeah, uh, it's Kyle Gibson. Uh, I know it's not the easiest thing to do, but listen, it helps you get in the bat. So uh, if you're going cheap, uh, Kyle Gibson is my guy. It is the easiest thing to do. It's Kyle Gibson. Favorite cheap pitcher for tournaments? Is that the same answer, Mango? Yeah, probably same thing for me. And I'm finding other ways to be different if you think that's going to be chalky. But I, I like Gibson too much. I'm not going to mess around with these other pitchers. Uh, maybe if you can find a leverage situation uh, and mess with that in tournaments, but I'm just going with Gibson. Bundy. Bundy is the only one with huge upside near the bottom. You'll notice, by the way, this is answered by Notorious, by Jesus Good, by Meansy, by Boggs Light. You may remember from such things at the show yesterday. I did not realize you were asking questions from the expert survey. That's literally what I was doing. We're, we're sharing the screen. We're showing the people with the expert Dude, survey. I don't, I don't pay attention to you. Did that lower your self-esteem? Yes. <laughs> I keep going. I'm going. I'm, I'm all I'm yo-yoing here. Uh, <laughs> your favorite salary saver, Mangone. Oh, man. My favorite salary saver. Um, I'll probably go with Brian Dozier. That'd be the guy I'd go with. Flowers. Favorite top contrarian play, Mangone. Oh, favorite top contrarian play. Let's see. Um, uh, Grant, you go right now. You I told you. I said we're going to be doing the expert survey. Speaking of conversations we had off air, I said we're doing the expert survey, so be prepared to answer the questions from the expert survey. Well, my smart... My smart, charming, pudding-loving friend said Meadows, and I am there to agree with him at way too much money that people aren't going to be on much. Mine is Gary Gar- He should be in the lineup as long as he is, but Gary for the, the one for the Astros, obviously. Mango, the player you're most afraid of having little to no exposure to, who are you, who you afraid of not having? Uh, who am I afraid of not having? Uh, I actually really like uh, George Springer. He's a guy I'm kind of afraid of not having because he's going to have a good night. Bundy. All right, and this kind of bleeds into there's all our questions in here, but we do have to get out of here because I want to I want to save some some time for questions from the people. And of course, before we do that, again, start loading up your questions in the chat. We'll knock out as many as possible. We'll stick around for the next nine ish minutes or so. Before we do that, though, stacks, dongs, uh, Grant, who are your favorite stacks today? Uh, I'm gonna go with the Braves. I mean, you go with the Angels and Rangers, but they're gonna be super chalky and probably not worth it. So I'm going Braves, Rays, and then White Sox in that order. All right, man, go and see him and raise them with those stacks. Yeah, question, Dean. Have you ever seen The Perfect Storm, the movie? Of course. Well, if you want to watch a rerun, it's going to be on tonight, but it's not going to be starring George Clooney and Mark Wahlberg. Oh, no. It's going to be starring George Springer and Marco Estrada, baby. The Astros stack is my that stack. That was terrible. Day. I assumed that. Oh, you you did call this was going to be atrocious. <laughs> <laughs> Love the Astros stack tonight. Uh, it's, it's very expensive to pay for, right? It's not the easiest thing to do with all these other chalkier teams that people are going to go to Marco Estrada fly ball guy who gets hit really hard stolen base upside too against all these you know Astros they love to steal bases they'll pull off the double steal they'll get Jack in the bags uh you know watch the rerun of the perfect storm tonight Dean Astro stack is my favorite stack also like the twins and angels and uh rangers as well spoiler alert they all die um all right so dogs. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen the perfect storm by the way. <laughs> it's yeah uh, I was looking forward to watching that tonight. Statue of limitations, my friend. They're up, man. Sorry. And you should have known. It's based on a true story. Uh, Grant. Grant, what do you have for me for dongs? Three different dudes. Acuna, Donaldson, Flowers. Mangone. Uh, yeah, I got George Springer. I got Josh Donaldson against, uh, you know, Robbie Ray, the fly ball guys. It gets hit. It's hard. And then I got Sin Su Chu. 
All right. I'm going to say, I already talked about, uh, what's his name? He's going to bang one out. Max Muncy's going to bang one out. Uh, let's go with Meadows. And let's go with, uh, Chu was already taken. Is that what I heard? Uh, let's pick uh, one of these twins. No, that, that they're probably not going to hit a homer off of. Uh, I was told by a smart dude that Aaron Sanchez is impervious to homers. He cannot, he refuses to give one up. Uh, so I, it's not David Fletcher for sure. I'm stalling because you guys stole my guy. So I'm we can to talk about him. how if Milwaukee would have gotten the worst record in the NBA this year and just tanked, they could have had Giannis and Zion. Wow, that that would be amazing. They'd be unstoppable. Oh, <laughs> we can talk about how some people think Milwaukee's uh, you know vulnerable because they only have four guys in the court and not five that can bang threes. But the other guy who do, who can't bang threes at a perfect uh, you know perfect rate, yeah, he's well, unstoppable. And, last year, what? What happened to Philly last year? They had four guys that could bang threes. Well, they didn't have Giannis Antetokounmpo. Well, they had Ben Simmons. <laughs> yeah, Giannis Antetokounmpo. I, I hope you're sitting down, Grant, but Giannis Antetokounmpo, he's better than Ben Simmons. Yeah. What? Good. Yeah. Uh, let's knock out some questions from chats. Everybody's trolling me today. Uh, Alonzo or Choi, first base cash. What say you, Mangone? Oh, sorry. I was too busy looking up that the Celtics swept the uh, Bucks last year, and I think they had that Giannis guy on their team last season. So, oh, uh, nothing changes from year yeah, to year. I'm just, I'm just, just throwing that out there. Dave. How'd the season end for the Celtics? Out of curiosity. Uh, hey, listen, they didn't, they didn't get Zion. Sadly, you had to, you had to Google that, by the way. I, I, I want to make. That. You're a Celtics I, fan. You didn't know how that went down. I did know it, but I want to make sure I'm not wrong on it, Dean. You know, I, <laughs> are you they almost made it to the finals, and they very easily could have won in the finals. Oh, I, I almost embarrassed. I, well, not that I almost did. Grant, it. Grant wants trophy participation awards. So good for good go for the uh, good for the Celtics. Uh, Alonzo, Alonzo or Choi Mango. Who do you have for me? Oh, that's tough, man. I, I, those are like two of my favorite guys. Uh, Choi's three hundred cheaper for cash. Yeah, it's probably the cheaper guy. Uh, so we'll go with Choi. It depends on the site. I believe he could be cheaper on Fanduel, Alonzo. So I might go him there, and then Choi on DK. Grant Tyler Flowers. Have you not been listening to me this whole show? This is a question. I'm just I'm just reading the question. I'm Ron Burgundy, and I'm reading yes, the question. He's the he's one of the top plays on the slate. Uh, Mustakis or Dongleson? Uh, I assume you prefer Dongleson, Mangone. Yes, I definitely like Donaldson a lot. I think this is a good night for him to hit one out. And again, uh, Robbie Ray, uh, he's going to have a really bad umpire. So uh, it's not going to favor him. And these Braves are probably going to go off. Great, great. Is John Gray going to be chalky? I don't suspect he's going to be particularly chalky. I, I have not pulled up the ownership projections for what it's worth. I mean, he is playing in a better ballpark, but it's a 3.8 implied team total. I guess that is lower than Bieber or a lot of the other guys here. So I could see him being moderately chalky. I mean, like, what's 15%? I, I don't know. There's a lot of pitchers out there that you can throw up. I mean, maybe I'm wrong on this. I don't think you – if you like John Gray, just pitch John Gray. So what are my thoughts on that? Uh, Grant, the favorite uh, White Sox bats outside of Alonzo and Abreu. Somebody wants to stack them up. How do you do it? Castillo's super cheap. Um, so, Moncada's a little bit tough to fit in there. Jimenez, Tim Anderson, Moncada, and Castillo. I mean, pretty much anyone not named Louis Garcia – or Yolmer Sanchez are in play, but Yolmer you can play if you really want just because he's 3.2K. Again, my thought process is as far as stacks, like just play the stacks you like because I think ownership's going to be mostly dispersed because there's so many so many games out there. Mangone, uh, do you agree with that thought, by the way, Grant? Just play the stacks you like? I mean, not really. No? It, it depends on which stacks you like. If you like Texas and Angels, it's probably not a great idea to just go 100% in on them. They're going to be super chalky. If you are going to play those stacks, do it something different. People aren't going to play lefty-lefty with Calhoun, but Miner might not make it more than four innings, and there's going to be some righties coming out of that bullpen. 
you said they're gonna be super chalky, but like Calhoun's not gonna be more than ten percent, or like I know exactly. I'm saying stack it up slightly differently instead of using Fletcher, use Calhoun. Maybe my read's different, but I I, I guess uh, I, I don't love that game. I think that game's fine. I just don't love it. I, I'm, I'm I mean, it's got a ten and a half over under, so it's. Oh going yeah, to- no, I get it. I, I'm not. I understand why. Uh, Mangone, your your favorite overlook stack because my favorite overlook stack is probably Washington, and if like Tampa's gonna be ignored because like you know. We're talking about, and I understand they're going to get some ownership because it's still money that kind of sets up alarms, but people who get it are not going to want to, you know, pay 5K for Austin Meadows. Uh, your thought here, Mango, favorite overlook stack? Yeah, Dean, do I have to say the perfect storm joke again? Come on, it's the Astros against Estrada. They're not going to be so I'm fun. just reading the questions. I, you mean overlook stack that has a five implied run total? Yeah, the Astros. They're it's the not, third it's, highest on the slate? Yeah. Yeah, people are still not going to play them. They're not because there's so many stacks to play. Like it, it has to total up to 100. You can't get greater than 100 grades. That that's why my thought process is like I don't think ownership's that big a deal today. Generally speaking, it's a general thought, broad brush. Um, FanDuel cash, uh, Grant Gibson or Quintana? Uh, what's their price over there? Gibson's the better. Is like uh, maybe one five cheaper or so. And yeah, then you interesting. I mean, the answer is glass now. Yeah, I think I'm pretty sure what I'm doing in cash is going to spend up. You want to, you know, the, the arms are more predictive than the bats. You want to kind of lock in those quote unquote guaranteed points. So in cash games, unless there was a game out there where you did those great spends and of course trout, but beyond that, I don't think there's a, these great spends you have to have in your cash games. That's my read. Uh, Grant, San Diego sneaky uh, as far as tournaments today. Everything's sneaky. Yeah, I mean, a lot of things are sneaky there. I, I, I think I would, if going around the same ownership range, I'd probably rather go with the Mariners, or I'd assume Atlanta's not going to be much heavier owned than San Diego. Hey, man, go, you're playing basketball tonight, right? Yes, I am. I will be in the basketball streets. Uh, starting after a baseball lock, I'll be diving in even deeper. All right. Barton versus Harris? Yeah, I, I saw that question, actually. Uh, I, I'd go with Barton as the tournament option, but Harris is like the safe cash game option, I think. All right, I think we're out of questions unless I kind of skip through. They're all they're goofing on your perfect storm. I, I use the word joke <laughs> loosely. Um, all right, so and yeah, I think that's how it ended. I'm not fairly certain, but if I recall correctly, I shouldn't repeat that again. One more for the row before we step aside and get out of here. Make some room for crunch time. Uh, SB two on on DK uh, Grant. You got Quintana or Gibson and bigger bats. It's kind of like what you what you prioritize. You can get two or three bigger bats if you take Gibson over Quintana. What are your thoughts? I think you take Gibson over Quintana. I think, like, he's probably going to be even heavier owned, but Gibson, similar numbers to Quintana, just way cheaper. I will say uh, this is not the best lineup Quintana could have got from a strikeout perspective for the Marlins. It's, it's not a good lineup by in any means. They're, they're terrible. No matter what they do, they can't do anything. They're all bad, but uh, it's not the best strikeout matchup. One more, actually, for the world. Let's give this one to Mangone. Uh why do you like Robbie Ray? Do you like Robbie Ray? Or is that somebody asking questions somebody else? Do you have a thought as far as, Rob, as far as Robbie Ray may go? I do not like Robbie Ray. I think this is a spot where he could absolutely get killed against a Braves team that doesn't strike out a ton. He has a bad umpire for him. I mean, the Braves stack, Grant talked about liking them. I actually like the Braves stack, and I would not be playing Robbie Ray today. I agree. I'm much more likely to roster Braves as opposed to Robbie Ray. All right, that's the show. Uh, any final thoughts with the road, Grant? And do, do you have any remnants or beer? You're not like Van Gogh. You didn't leave an empty can, right? You left an empty can. No, I always finish. Yeah, and Mango, how how is your Mango? How is your Red Bull still lurking, or it's all knocked out? Oh, dude, it, it's bad over here, man. I it just stinks of Red Bull. Like, is your like... chair is your chair more or less sticky than it was before the Red Bull? 
Oh, uh, it, dude, it's been sticky all day. So uh, yeah, that, just add, add a little bit more. Well, Mangone really likes his sport nights. Uh, Roth, Cheese, and Meansy are coming up on Crunch Time. If you guys are free members, take you guys all up the lock. He's Mangone. He's Grant. I'm Dean. Enjoy your baseball tonight. We're out of here. Hope. Thank you.